What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 58. Back from a break. Hope everybody had a good holiday. Um, thank you to all you guys that have been with us every single week. Thank you to the new people that just got to this because they're fans of this band. But um, yeah, and I'm missing a resident homie this week. We're missing Joel. Love you, dude. You're having a good time at Opeth and uh, Mastodon right now. So fuck yeah. Uh, Casey and Joseph. Whoa, almost forgot your name there, bro. <laughs> Casey and Joseph with me as always. And uh, this week, Cali Death, we're going hard. Oh, yeah. First, we got a couple more things. We got a couple things to uh, plug here. Joseph, why don't you take yours away first? For sure. So um, I'm playing drums for The Last of Lucy on our Moksha ritual tour with Ominous Ruin, uh, the homies. And uh, we're setting out tomorrow. So if you're watching this, the launch day, then we're playing Sacramento tonight at Cafe Colonial with Symbolic, who are a super sick tech death band, and uh, Broken Glass Sanctuary. Super stoked to get out there, see the homies. And then uh, next two shows, Talare, Barmageddon, and Cupertino at the X-Bar with Vitriol headlining. They are coming off their Dying Fetus tour, and they're uh, headlining on the way back. So this is going to be super sick. Um, Fuck yeah. And then uh, Reminiscence Grave Void at the Talare show. And then at Cupertino, Logistics Slaughter, who... Uh, are going to come on here actually next week. Uh, and then eviscerate and ontogeny who are both just super sick bands. Hell so, yeah. Shout out yeah, dude, ontogeny. Hope if you're, if you're coming out, just say what's up to me. Stoked to meet any Cali death podcast fans and kick it with you guys. Um, yeah, so dude. that is the first plug. Oh, it's a different window. Okay, here we go, dude. Sorry about that. Yeah. Look yeah, at that handsome yeah. fella. <laughs> so big moves by the Cali death crew. Here we go. Yeah, dude. Fucking what's up Casey you want to you want to talk about a little bit how this went came about and what it is all about yeah man I mean it's pretty new for me like uh Dennis hit me up pretty recently about it um and was uh, uh telling me about the project and that uh wanted to know if I was interested in doing it so I was like dude uh yeah <laughs> so um yeah it's gonna be pretty cool it's uh you know uh Dennis and uh Jonas from Spawn and then also Erland on bass you know so that's all I know so far about it as far as the members. Um, I think we're going to record this year, or I mean, obviously next year, 2022. Uh, yeah, it's a different kind of style, but it's still like... Powerful rhythm section. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it, man. I, I, I'm i sure we'll have some demo tracks up at some point. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm a Project's called Retromorphosis. If Retromorphosis. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, so. yeah it's fucking going to be sick, dude. And, and it's cool that... Uh, you know, we've became close with Dennis and, and yeah. many a people that have been on the show too. It's just like this show has actually like made connections and now like opening doors for people to collaborate and, and start making new fresh shit. And I'm, I'm, it's just super exciting, dude. So fuck yeah, Casey, for grabbing that gig, dude. Okay, yeah. man. Thanks. See? Yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah. And yeah. I've heard I've heard a couple of the the demos that are not yet the snippets that are out there on YouTube, but some of the unreleased stuff. And it's super sick. And it has that like classic spawn vibe. And I'm sure Casey's going to fucking blow away the drum <laughs> on it. So yeah, it's oh, yeah, going to be super sick. Can't wait. It's yeah, going to be like a different style, but like it's going to be similar. And like, I don't know how to totally explain all of that. I guess uh, 
we got to get Dennis back on here and jo- yeah. get Jonas on here and talk to them. And I know, dude. Yeah, but, uh, they're always. They, I, we've talked to Dennis about it, and I think that that'll happen pretty soon. And you guys can all lay it out on the table for us, dude. Yeah, Hell yeah, it's be cool. So it's well, not going to be just new spawn. It's going to be something else, you know. So we'll see. Cool. Yes. Um, so one more, one more thing we want to plug before we get into this. Um, a friend, an old friend of ours, a guy who's been on the show before, Austin Spence. He had just recently started a podcast too, uh, Mendo Metal Podcast, and they are focusing on the Mendocino County uh, metal scene from all the way back to the '80s and stuff like that. So they're gonna start archiving their history as well. So there's another cool thing about this this podcast inspiring other people to be proud of their scenes and and being able to just entertain people with giving their stories too so fuck yeah austin fuck yeah adam and uh yeah dude mendo metal podcast go check it out one more podcast plug i just remembered since you if you're missing joel this week go check out nothing's for no one's uh not recent episode but one right before the most recent episode joel did a three-hour uh, kick it with them. So if you miss Joel this week, you could get some Jolly Bear over at uh, Nothing, Nothing's for No One podcast. What up, Jason? Bill? Yep. All right. Now we're fucking through it, and we are here tonight with uh, some a big old slab of Cali death for you guys. Um, these guys have known Juan for about almost 10 years now. I met him. He was a young buck. I met him in Las Vegas Metal Fest. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, but Juan Hernandez and Zach Olds from Euphoric Defilement. Unique oh, yeah, man holding down that Cali, that Cali sound still. Uh, your, your 2000 was 2013 album. Yeah. Fucking. Until Warns came out in 2013. Hell yeah, dude. Brutal as fuck. And uh, yeah. And, and I'd love to hear your guys' stories. So um, wherever we want to start, guys, who, who was there from the beginning? You guys, I want to know each, each of your stories. We like to take it back as far as you possibly can. Get me to the place where you're sitting, tinkering with your toys on your living room floor, and you're hearing your parents' music in the background, and it, all of it, something clicks with you, and now music is something more important than just background noise. All right. So who wants to go? That would be Juan first. He's the, he's the uh, the founder, Mr. Euphoric himself. <laughs> Shut up. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, to me, it all started when I was a young kid, man. Like, I had a young mom. She had me when she was 18. So, growing up, um, I just remember my mom always listening to, like, Pink Floyd, The Cars, Queen, Def Leppard, all that stuff, you know? So, rock and roll was always in the household. But uh, I would like to say what really got me into, like, metal and it sounds weird as fuck but uh was nirvana hell yeah i got into nirvana at all yeah like in 1999 i would like to believe i must have been like 14 or 15 i used to have a friend in middle school his name name was Raphael. he was like the only kid that would bring like an acoustic guitar every day to school and like uh we just became homies and like one day he uh he was just jamming you know I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? He's like, oh, I'm playing Nirvana. I'm like, what's that? Like, he, he showed me the first riff for uh, Smell Like Teen Spirit. Mm-hmm. And he taught me how to play it. And uh, from there on, like, I got obsessed with fucking playing guitar because, like, I couldn't believe I was doing it. You know, like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, he let me borrow the cassette. I took it home. I listened to it. It was fucking noisy. It was fucking energetic as fuck. And uh, 
I was in, you know, like after that, um, I started to get into more bands. Ironically, when it comes, it started weird because I started very, very heavy and then I backpedaled a little bit because like I have this other Real quick, I want to stop you, Juan, because sure. you're kind of jumping ahead. I want to know, like, I want to know back in it in your young years when you finally decided you want to pick up a guitar. Like, how old were you that that age? I was, was about 15, that same age. Fifteen. So, yeah. okay. It'll happen very fast, bro. Yeah, it'll happen very, very fast. I was about fifteen years old, nineteen ninety nine. So it was literally that situation with Nirvana and and yeah. the, the acoustic guitar that made you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even own a guitar at the time, but um, that got me you know, very interested because me and him would like meet up at his house after school and just hang out and listen to music, you know? Like, he'll show me bands like Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, all this shit. Like, that shit was oh, yeah. all new to me, you know? That's, that that's, Casey, that's Casey's, all that's Casey's jam, right? You were a grunge kid, Casey, right? Yeah, for sure, dude. Hell yeah. Of course. Fucking sick, dude. Yeah. So pretty you know, much like, a certain age. <laughs> yeah. So uh, from what I can recall, uh, that's what made me want to start. I don't want to say playing, but like being more involved in music in one way or another, you know, like I didn't know what I wanted to do, either sing or do I wanted to be involved somehow. So um, this is SoCal area that you're growing up. Where you, where'd you go to high school? Uh, I went to Roosevelt High. And he's still late. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, like, uh, my friend moved back to Mexico because he was from Mexico. And um, I just remember one day I went to a pawn shop and I bought like a $50 acoustic guitar, piece of shit guitar, dude, something horrible. <laughs> but like, it was close enough for me to like, yeah, you know, and then like the fucking internet was brand new at the time. So, I was able to look out tabs and learn riffs here and there. And like, uh, time went on and I kept learning how to play certain easy songs here and there. But then I had another friend in high school and he was into like the satanic black metal fucking <laughs> evil shit, bro. And like, I remember that shit was scary at first, man. I was like, oh, shit, I don't know. But like the more stuff he showed me, the more I was like attracted to him. Like, what the fuck is this? You know? mm-hmm. So, like, he pretty much showed me, like, bands like Demon Board Gear, Cradle, Filth, you know, Old Man's Child, you know. So, that's, like, your first exposure to extreme music was that? Yeah. Those types of bands right there? Okay. Yeah, dude. That that was it. And, like, also some symphonic symphonic metal bands mm-hmm. like Arion, Nightwish, stuff like that. I was all into that stuff, you know. It sounded oh, good to yeah. me. To me, if it sounds good, it sounds good. I don't care what it is. Yeah. It could be anything. And, uh... After that, like, I liked it, but I wasn't 100% into it for some reason. Like, I couldn't digest it 100%. Mm-hmm. It was too much for me, but I still liked it. Like, I was still listening to, like, the more chill music. And then uh, one day I found a cassette on the floor. It was like a, a, like a tape, a copy of a tape. I found it. I picked it up. I didn't even know what it was. I took it home. Listen to it. It was Injustice for All. Wow. By, by Metallica. When I heard that chunk, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Dude? Like, 
And from there, I'm like, who the fuck is this? Like, I have all tapes that could have been, you know, for a kid who's just freshly getting into metal and stuff. It it could have been anything, but it was Injustice for All, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is perfect, dude. Yeah, dude. And then uh, that album made me want to buy a fucking electric guitar and like a little practice amp and a distortion pedal and start learning songs, you know. And yeah, dude, that's pretty much how it started. So did you have any bands that people that you jammed with in high school or anything, or were you just at home in your room? Um, I had friends that, that uh, I will like chill with after school, but it wasn't like a bad situation just to jam for the sake of jamming. We were not even good at guitar or anything, but like, if you knew the first riff from Master of Puppets, you were fucking sick, you know? Like, yeah. So uh, yeah, I had a few friends, but like, when it came to like being in the band and like, it didn't cross my mind till like way after, you know, and probably like three years after. So three years uh, after high school. Yeah. No, I, actually when I graduated uh, in 2003. Okay. So, uh, oh, so you're only a year behind me. I graduated Oh two. I thought you were oh, young, more younger than me than just one I'm, year. I'm 36. So, Oh, dude, you look you look great for thirty six. Yeah, I thought you were. Oh, younger, you, but, yeah, dude, no, totally. I thought you were, you know, closer uh, to Joseph's age, dude. Oh no, I look older. <laughs> like a few years, a few years ago, I looked a lot older, but yeah, <laughs> I used to be like. Oh yeah, dude, that's when I met you. You were a much bigger boy. You were a much bigger boy, but you still the same one though, dude. Of course, the only one. Ah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. So yeah, now tell, take me through, uh, you know, trying to, so you, you decide, so when, what's the point that you're going to, you decide to play extreme music actually with other people? Oh, dude, it, it was a, uh, I would say it was like by accident almost every night I would log into, uh, Yahoo chat, you know, yeah, yeah. be like on the metal room, you know, and like, I remember people were like, They'll play music on the computer and they'll pull the fucking microphone next to their fucking speaker and they'll like fucking stream the fucking sound from the fucking <laughs> microphone and it sounded like crap but like that was a metal room you know and that was cool and shit. It's like the new age tape trading shit, dude. I, mean, I know, yeah. You keep dubbing <laughs> tapes and it ends up being <laughs> shitty quality. They're just doing a new version of it. <laughs> Holy man! So like, um, I remember one time like, like most of the people. Like, it was, like, a group of people that would always log in at night. And we'd just hang out, you know, and talk and, like, talk shit. And, like, I was heavy into black metal already at that time. Like, heavy. Like, really fucking into it. And uh, I remember I would, like, talk about it and whatever, whatever. And it was this guy that was always talking shit to me. Like, fuck black metal, pussy-ass shit, coarse pink makeup. It's all about death metal, you know, this, this, and that. And I'm like, fuck you, dude, whatever. And, like... This is that, and that went out for like a few weeks, and then um, one time he sent me like a like a DM, like, "Hey, bro, like, I just think you're a cool as dude, man. Like, I'm just fucking around, you know. Like, you seem pretty cool, whatever, whatever. Like, hey, man, it's all good, you know." He's like, "Yeah, man, uh, do you play guitar, whatever? Do you play any instrument?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do. I play guitar." Oh shit! Well, I have a band. Well, no, he said I have a drummer, and me and him are trying to start a band. Um, I want to do vocals, and we're looking for a guitar player. Will you be down to like? you know, come down and, and jam with us. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. So uh, about two weeks after, like, I remember I took the bus with a, with a tiny little practice amp in my BC Rich, Kerry King flying B with no case, just my strap and they me riding the fucking bus, dude. <laughs> that shit, all the way from West LA to South Central LA, dude. 
Damn. I took like two different buses and like, uh, yeah, I showed up. The guy's name's Chris. He had this big fucking drum set, dude, like with tons of symbols. He was a huge Pete Sandoval fan. I didn't nice. know. I didn't know who Pete Sandoval was at that time, but anyways. Yeah. So like, I just remember just showing up, and they're like, "Do you know any, um, any death metal songs?" I'm, uh, I know mostly black metal stuff. Like what? I'm like, I don't know, dissection, cradle, some dark throne. Do you know any fucking these out of cannibal corpse? I'm like, no. What about death? I'm like, no. So what do you know that we all know? I'm like, you know, so you, I'm like, do you guys know how to play Raining Blood? <laughs> They're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, let's go. So uh, I remember the first song we like tried to attempt it to play was fucking I'm a Raining Blood but Slayer. Sounded like total shit, but it was close enough for it to be like, hell yeah, dude, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, after that particular band practice, I remember um, the drummer, he burned me a CD with a bunch of death metal songs. It had Deicide, it had Death, it had Cannibal Corpse, it had Incantation, uh, Obituary, a bunch of shit. He's like, try to learn some of these songs, and then um, next time you come down, like, we'll see if, uh, if you can do it. And I'm like, all right, cool. So like, I looked up some taps. The taps were wrong. So I tried to like, <laughs> I learned like two songs by ear. I learned Day of Suffering by Morbid Angel. Yeah. And I learned Evil Death by Death. I, like, I got those two songs down, you know. Next weekend I show up, we jam them. And it sounded pretty good. And that was pretty much like, I would like to say, I would say that I got into death, but almost by accident. And I ended up liking it, you know, like. And, um, so you got into death metal because you were forced to learn some songs to jam with these dudes, basically. Yeah, that and I just wanted to be in a band. That, yeah. It didn't matter what it was. And if it was metal, it's metal. It sounds cool, you know. But like, I remember at the time being like a little too brutal for me. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit too that's brutal. a common thing, dude. I mean, Joel said it, too. It's like, I think it's, you know, mo- probably the vocals where it starts. It's like it's, nobody's ever heard. That it was definitely style. the vocals for me. The a vocal style is just something used, that's so abnormal. To I was very used to, like, the high-pitched black metal stuff, you know? Yeah, so and that, actually- that screamy, it's more, yeah, like, screams you can hear in regular metal and heavy metal and shit like that. But the, that low guttural growl shit, like the first time you hear it, it's like, wait, that's possible. You know, yeah, the first time you hear Chris Barnes eating back to life, you're like, Oh shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I even remember like we started off as a cover, as a, um, I'm a cover band. And, uh, we played, we covered death. We covered cannibal corpse, morbid angel slayer, uh, what else? That was about it. Which you are know? all kind of crossover bands. Like, I think that a lot of those bands can be liked by black metal fans too. Oh yeah. Know? Oh yeah. Totally. The yeah. imagery, you know, a lot of the you know, content and even the music itself, really. It's just, it's the, it's the vocals. It's, yeah. That's the biggest difference. Well, I shouldn't say the biggest difference with black metal and death metal, but yeah, it's, it's just one of those things that throws most people off in the beginning, but it becomes an acquired taste. And then you end up like fiending for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, man. And uh, I even remember trying to like lure them into like doing some black metal stuff. They're like, so what do you want to do? I'm like, you guys want to do some section? I know that pretty well on guitar. And they're like, ah, oh, that's gay. <laughs> like, All right. And they're like, Learn these songs. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, yes, I liked it, but I, I cannot say I was 100% into it until I was introduced to Devourment. Mm. It was catchy. It was fucking catchy. I'm like, okay, so it's cool to be catchy mm. and still play death metal, you know? 
So that's when I really can say I got into fucking writing death metal songs and doing original songs and stuff like that. So is it any of those guys end up being in the first incarnation of your euphoric? No. No? No. So that was just a stepping stone for you? Yeah. Okay. How long did that thing, how long did that project go before you guys parted ways? Well, probably three years. Oh, okay. About three years. And then... Uh, Shows and I, shit? You guys were dig- you, you gigging? Yeah, we were gigging. Um, after, after a while, we started to write originals. We, we had like a good set of original songs. Any and, recordings uh, or anything? Uh, home recordings. I remember we all invested, well, back in the days... And I would I will like to say through 2000, 2004 to 2008, the backyard show scene in L.A. was fucking huge, man. Nice. There were shows in Gardena, South Central, Wilmington, Friday, Saturday, sometimes even Sundays, for sure. And multiple yeah. shows, too. Sometimes we'll play two shows in one night. Fuck yeah. Go to one fucking backyard, play, then pack up and go to another one, and then just go back to our garage and just drink, you know? like Sick, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I wish my I, I wish we saw more of that up here. You know, it's like yeah. I love house party shows, dude. If if people if the vibes right and everybody's exactly. into it, dude, it can if get it's wild and crazy. Hanging out, it's fucking sick. We've mentioned it many a times, but Odious used to do that back in the day. You know, they used to host shows at Thunderdome all the time, well, the, dude. And and we what's up, Casey? Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but uh, yeah, like. um Actually, the first one that we did was actually in high school uh, down here in San Diego. Um, and it was like because we started Odious right before senior year. And so we had the band so we could do shows that year and all this. But uh, they had this party that was like not the first one. It was like the second one or whatever. But it was called Metal and Beer. And it was just this house party that was just insane, basically. And uh, I remember that was like my first like show like playing in front of people and like blasting like in this crowd there's like people spilling beer all over my cymbals and my drum set <sighs> falling into the kit and everything you know <laughs> but uh it was cool because like you know all the guys that were there and stuff and gals the few that were there were super into death metal you know and so like they'd never seen us play and, and our our friend that that was in the band he used to play drums in another death metal band so he played guitar and, and odious and so they'd never seen us play with him and this whole thing so anyway, i'm like blasting and just like, well, this is really cool. Like I'm, I'm doing blast beats and people are like headbanging and super into it, like right in front of me. And I was like, Oh, I get this. Like, this is why people do this, you know? Yeah. Super fun. Um, so was the project, uh, Desilience? Is that who you're talking about? Oh no, that was before the Oh, you know, the Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, the, the, pro- the professor does his research. I, I, I just, <laughs> all I do is follow up on metal archives. No, so just, uh, the project's yeah. name was, uh, <laughs> It's All funny because, like, um, the band's name was a death metal band called Necronasserine. I came out with that name. Nice. <laughs> black, black metal as fuck. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I remember, like, so what What are we going to call a band? And I remember a drummer, he he grabbed the Bible. And, like, we found the word Necron in there. And then, like, fucking the word Nazarene combined them to Necronasserine. <laughs> like, sounds evil as fuck. We're like, sounds a little black. And I'm like, dude, it's like, it's like this side almost this side's pretty like it was it's like in the same page you know like a dead <laughs> fucking deity or something you know all right, all right all right so like yeah we called the band like nazarene and um so after a few years like we all kept oh no like i just wanted to be more serious about it and uh everybody was like on a whole different page you know and like uh the band split 
And then um, I was homies with um, Adrian Lira from a band called Sick. I don't know if you guys know him. Sick. Just Sick. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, we started to jam together. And we came out with a band. Well, I mean, it, it, it was The Cillians, but before it was called The Cillians, it was called Mutated. We called it Mutated and like we, uh, we wrote an EP and we got it recorded it. We recorded it and everything. And then um, stuff those, happened. Uh, can you find those songs anywhere? They're on YouTube. If you okay. find that the ceilings, it's called Inhuman Deformities. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like stuff happened within the band and like I ended up leaving. And when I left, they changed the name to the ceilings and they released the, the EP. So you're on the EP, but you left before it got released? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much. And after that, I didn't, have, I didn't want anything to do with any bands. I'm like, I don't want to play no more, you know? Like, I just want to kick it. I just, I just want to go to shows and hang out, you know? So I was fed up. So uh, I still kept, like, jamming and stuff at home, you know? And, like, I still kept writing because I still like playing. I just didn't want to do it, like, with people. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, um I down. I remember I downloaded a drum machine and like I started to like write like drum patterns and I figure out how to record guitars into the computer and all that shit like that. And um, I wrote a couple of songs and I showed them to a few people and they're like, "Hey man, like if you were to show this, if you were to start a band with these songs, I think I think a lot of people would probably like it." So like a lot like some a lot of like a lot of my close friends really encouraged me to do so, and that's when I decided to you know what fuck it, I'm going to try again. And like, that's when I, I hit up our drummer, Gabe. I have known him from the backyard scene back in the days. He used to be in a, in a band called Sculpture Wounds. He was the sickest fucking drummer in the backyard scene. I remember like fucking, they would play, they were a sick ass band and everybody would always get behind him just to watch him play. Fuck yeah. Fast as fuck, but effortless, dude. He'd be so relaxed. Like no sweat, no sweat, you know, like he went, it almost looked like he was falling asleep while, while, while playing. That's just how he looks. He looks like he's just perpetually asleep. And then he's yeah. back there, like, going as fast as he fucking can, dude. He's nuts. Yeah, yeah so um, I hit him up. And then uh, I remember posting an ad on Craigslist looking for a guitar player, for a second guitar player, because for this band, I wanted to have two guitar players, for sure, to do harmonies and whatnot. And uh, I found a guy, his name's Nate, and, like, uh, he... He happened to live just down the street from me, which was weird. <laughs> like, and, uh, yeah, um, we got together. We started uh, jamming with Gabriel, and uh, we wrote quite a few songs. Actually, no, hold on, no. I'm I got it all fucked up. Before Gabe joined, I met Nate, and we were riding to a drum machine. And we were playing shows with a drum machine, Sean Whitaker style. And that's when, yeah. And uh, that's when, like, we're like, dude, we have to find a fucking drummer. And I'm thinking, I, I know, I know the right guy. So I hit up Gabriel. He used to, he used, at the time, he was playing for a band called Fallen Figure already. They were very popular. And uh, he's like, I'm down, dude. I'm always down to fucking do some session work or even help out. I'm like, cool. So I sent, I sent him some tracks, and like, uh, we got together at a, at a rehearsal space, and. Uh, we were jamming and he got it down, dude, effortless. I feel we had to tell him to go faster here and there because, like, his previous band was, like, more on, like, the deathcore side. 
So whenever we'll have like fucking um the breakdown parts, he'll play him like she's like very like that chorus. I'm like, nah, dude, you gotta be fast as fuck with a double pedal. And he'll be like, I can't do that. I'm like, yes, you can try it. And then she'll do it like effort. I'm like, see, you can't. He still does that. He still does, he still does that. that. I can't do that. And then he just does it, and you're like, nice um just i saw uh you guys play live at las vegas death fest this year and and gabe like fucking blew me away as a drummer so i can definitely corroborate all this nicest guy too Um, you hate him too right he's yeah i I fucking (laughs) no i just watched and i'm like okay so i'm not the best guy here i guess so (laughs) (laughs) one of the tightest drummers I remember behind right before he went on, he was warming up. I think wasn't the World Series on at the time. So he's like watching like the game on his yeah, phone. Like, while warming his phone up. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, sick, dude. I want to go talk to this guy. And then I'm like, no, I'm just going to let him warm up. And then like <laughs> half an hour later, he's just like one handed yeah. fucking 290. And I just like you guys are so fucking fast. It's insane. So, Thanks, yeah. And, and it really happens when we play shows because at practice, like, we tend to play very slow, but at shows, adrenaline just kicks in. It always happens. Like, that's literally what I was just about to say. It happens to all of us, dude, because you just get pumped right before you fucking go out there. And then mm-hmm. and then it ends up being faster than you thought that you ever could play it. And everybody's just like, oh, shit, dude. We're fucking this <laughs> yeah. fast right now, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Got to go like the opposite and go slower live or something. You know? I know. Like I, was watching, I was watching this like Megadeth video randomly when I got home from work, and it was like from this year. Just like it's a pretty cool video actually, but it's just from someone's phone. But uh, I was like, this is like slower than the album. It's gotta be, you know. It was like Holy Wars. It was like just a little slower. It felt, but it was it was sick. It was I've cool. heard, I've I've had that experience too with bands where I've come in and it's slower than the album. And actually, there's certain times it's actually been disappointing because like, <laughs> like oh dude, you gravity blast that fast on the album, but it doesn't seem like you can keep it up that speed you know mm-hmm. so i was i was just like kind of let down at times but at the same time dude it's like i don't really like f- really fast shit dude like i like that i was just talking to uh jordan from fucking uh lust of decay and we were mm-hmm. talking about that 200 to 220 beats per minute like how you can yeah. really feel a drummer at that speed you know i i prefer to like groove out to like 200 to 220 and everybody's like pushing 250 even my all the bands that i'm in it's like that shit too <laughs> yeah. but i'm just like i remember I like, maybe that's why i like the slower shit because it's all the stuff well, i'm I've, doing is so fucking I, fast i remember colin from vile colin davis would, would always be like oh, you know it's like i'm all about that, like 230 range or like you know like i love it when bands are just like a little slower as opposed to that 240 250 in a ba- you know but like 230 around that 220 you know you're talking about yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i was like that's kind of like, it is a good speed, dude. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that double bass just it hits different at that speed, yeah. dude. Yeah, and you can really fucking beat the fuck out of them versus yeah, exactly. That, it's, that fucking it's not pitter patter. It's just like B wing flutter that yeah. some people are doing to but get some of these guys kappa, can. Kappa. Yeah, but, but, the, but, the, but the but the drummers that can hit hard, like Calias and stuff, they can play at two sixty with like his slamming, dude. You know, it's like Jesus. Yeah. But that's uh, Gabe, dude. Like he he he's yeah, a cave. So he hits like. that shit like a caveman, dude. But <laughs> but it's just so clean and fast, and it's like how no heel toe, no doubles, all legs, but yeah, fast yeah. as fuck, dude. He doesn't yeah, need triggers. 
he doesn't need triggers because like we played without triggers before he's loud as fucking fast as fuck still. wow crazy he's fucking he's alien dude it's an, i'm telling you he's a, he's a <laughs> fucking alien bro it's oh, yeah. he uses triggers though because it sounds better at a show with triggers but yeah 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 New, yeah that's crazy that's and uh yeah the mix the mix of that death fest show was good i know in the from the audience it wasn't on stage necessarily i remember we <laughs> talked about that but uh it was just like and it was crazy because like in the other room like not even where the band was playing they had like the like soundboard sound pumped into there and it like sounded even better over there yeah so just like going back and forth that. like wanting to see it but wanting to hear it even better um but either way yeah like the snare mic was like perfectly placed so you could hear his snare plan really really good so i just realized that with you guys saying las vegas metal fest i'm in my head right now i'm like the first time i met Juan was at las vegas metal fest the last time i saw Juan was at las vegas metal fest like, <laughs> yeah dude i remember was like, later. dude silver savior is like my favorite brutal death metal band ever dude and like to yeah, see you guys live for the first time with this gorge coming back at the same fucking festival it was like fog dude my, yeah, i was dude. just in my pants dude and and you also all the socal shows we did with discord you were there i went to all of them dude you followed us around them. dude yeah Zach yeah. played a few of them too with his with his old band uh portrait of a killer oh hell yeah yeah, we yeah. opened up for a couple of them with with another guitar player that ended up being in Euphoric. Those are fun. <laughs> SoCal, SoCal shows are always fucking fun, dude. Always have fucking fun down in SoCal, dude. Oh yeah, man. But so Juan, funny, you, you actually you won a fucking BC Rich Warlock that first fucking. <laughs> no, I won a rollers a roller uh, guitar. Uh, okay. Jesse's uh, Jesse Ensign's uh guitar company back then he had like a guitar company and stuff he did a guitar for um etalorda okay on this gorge and like uh there was a guitar giveaway and like i don't know why i thought it was a bc rich no i was playing a bc rich at the time that's probably uh, why. okay okay wait no 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 i didn't play that show but like i always played a bc rich back in the days so now i'm with now i'm playing Ivanis. but oh. um what happened is that uh i remember there was a raffle because uh Jesse was trying to get his brand out there and uh, they made a guitar for Ed. And I remember when I saw the picture of his fucking uh, Warbird, I'm like, that's just fucking sick as fuck. It has this Borsch logo on it. It looks fucking sick, dude. Mm-hmm. So like, I remember just being at the festival. It was when like, it was being held at the Shining Saloon in Vegas at the middle of nowhere, small little club. Yep. Dude, I, I love that fucking place because first of all, I was in the middle of nowhere. There were no distractions. There was nothing. It was just the festival. So everybody was there. Nobody was walking around outside or nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, I just remember like being outside smoking a, smoking a cigarette and my friend was like, dude, fucking, I mean, you have to buy a fucking ticket for the raffle. I'm like, nah, I don't want to. Dude, like, dude I'll buy you one. I'm like, fuck it. Just buy me one. So he bought me one. And like uh, at the end of the night, be- right before you guys, right before Severed Savior, there's a video on YouTube when they do fucking do the raffle and I just fucking. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm wearing a server saver shirt and I jump on stage all happy and stuff. Like, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but like, I just remember like, uh, just waiting. I was sitting there, they're, they're fucking, the lady's calling out the numbers. And then she says, she calls out my number, but she missed the last number. I'm like, and like, she just skips the last number. She just, and she just says, Juan Hernandez. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I just jump on stage and like, dude, that shit was fucking dope. You, do you still got that guitar? 
No, dude. Uh, ironically, I ended up. Uh, I I ended up. I gave it back to Big Mike, the guy uh. that because uh, like he, I didn't use it. It was just like a wall hanger. You yeah, know, it yeah. wasn't the best quality guitar in all this respect. But uh, it was cool. You know, who else yeah. wanted a free guitar? Mm-hmm. First of all, that. first of all, first of all, I went to add. That was not a roller made guitar. They customized a ding guitar. They put like all these graphics on it and like stuff. So like, no, I'm pretty sure the ones they made themselves were pretty good. But this particular one, it wasn't made by them. It was like a cheap dean, but they made it look cool, you know? So yeah, yeah. that's the one they, uh, that's the one they gave away. But uh, I remember a few months after that show, Mike hit me up asking me if I wanted to sell it to him. And like Mike, Mike has always been real good to us, you know? So like, you know totally. what? You just have it. So like, he's like, no way. I'm like, yeah, dude. So the following weekend, there was a Dying Fetus show at the Whiskey. And uh, he came down with Troy from Service with Troy. Nice. Troy Fullerton. He came down with him. And, like, I brought that guitar over to the show, and, like, I gave it to him. He's like, thank you, man. And he just bought me beers all night. I'm like, cool. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Free beers, dude. And all you yeah, have to do is have your homie buy you a ticket. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I found the video. <laughs> if you guys want to watch it. This shit. <laughs> here we go let's 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 pull it you're gonna hear me yeah <laughs> ed <laughs> jesse right here dude fucking jesse next to ed there you go where's the volume got nothing did you share the sound joseph Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. All right, here we go. One more time. It's okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I heard it, though. I, I, I have the perfect spot. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Ticket number 30998. Juan Hernandez. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, man. Hey, yo, SoCal nice. represent, man. Fucking all my homies from Los Angeles. Fucking no cow. Fucking San Diego and shit. Yeah, what up, dude? <laughs> Joe. Yeah, dude, it's totally That's, that's you're it. fucking stoked bro yeah it was dude i was so fucking happy <laughs> i mean i dude i've never won anything like that in my life dude i probably would have fucking oh dude i have good fucking luck you guys would have to catch stuff. me because i would have fainted or some shit dude yeah like it's funny like a few weeks after uh they saw a guitar called halo they fucking uh they they did a giveaway and like i signed up for the giveaway which is just comment and share the fucking video and they and they're like, I ended up winning that fucking guitar too. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Casey, have you ever won anything, dude? Like a raffle that was dope or anything like that? Mm, I don't think so. Um, no, I got really bad luck, dude. No, yeah, me too. I no, I don't know. But yeah, I don't think I've not ever won anything really. No, you know. Well, actually, okay, so there was one time where. Like it was like my family, but like we went to uh, visit my uncle in Colorado, and like 
they like gave us a lottery ticket like for Christmas, like as a kind of a joke kind of thing. And, uh, cause they like played the lottery a bunch and we were like, Oh, okay, whatever. And my parents just left it there. Like, no, we don't. Cause my parents are super anti like lottery or whatever. Mm. And, uh, they like won like a hundred grand on it. What? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. But he, I don't know if he gave my dad some money or whatever, but they're like, yeah, it's crazy. That, that was like a hundred grand. A hundred grand, dude. That's <laughs> Something crazy. like that's the story. I don't know. Fucking crazy. The most, yeah. It's like 20 bucks on a scratcher. That's me, dude. That's my <laughs> most I've ever gotten. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so back to back yeah. to one or euphoric and all that shit, dude. That was the weeds for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get Zach's story and then like catch up. Yeah, to yeah. Let's do that, Zach. So let's take off. take us back real quick to that same spot, dude. Go back to when music fucking oh, man. switched. That switch changed, dude. It kind of start like my, I have a lot of musical people in my family, a lot of musicians in my family, so music's kind of always been around. Um, I, I grew up with a lot of like John Cougar, Mellencamp, Tom Petty type of stuff. And I didn't really gravitate towards that too much. It's fine. I don't like, I don't hate it, but it's not really my jam, but, uh, it's kind of the same with one. When I found Nirvana, that was when like, I heard the electric guitar and the, the heavy drums and all that kind of stuff. It kind of just like, Oh, music is cool. You know? And mm-hmm. I got really obsessed with like Soundgarden and still love Soundgarden. Smashing Pumpkins is like a top top band for me like they hit me at like the right time when i was like 12 or 13 or whatever how old are you i'm 38 okay so yeah we're yeah, all around like there same with me dude i'm the same age and dude smashing pumpkins was a big deal like it, right when it hit yeah. at, at like my or like uh, not even early teens like i'd say pre-teens it just mm-hmm. man oh, yeah. melancholy what was, and infinite what was that silent like, movie yeah. music videos like, uh, yeah, based on the one. silent what's that song tonight tonight tonight, tonight. Yeah, yeah so that that i remember that being very like all over the place like every day you turn on mtv that video is gonna pop up at some point yeah, dude. i watched it every time dude super <laughs> cool video that's the first big concert i went to was smashing pumpkins in san diego like 96 i think nice it's so nice. sick it's all the world is a man. like the whole place right? dude it was like it was like they they showed like uh freaking uh like that uh planet of the apes like movie like a clip from that or something mm-hmm. he's like you dirty ape and then it's like that party's like the world is a vamp like, like wow <laughs> and there was a guy in the crowd who was a like a like a billy corgan look-alike he's like this bald guy with a zero shirt and the silver pants like walking around like that's, him. Wait, that's not him Wait a minute. <laughs> he's yeah anyways but yeah that shit was sick yeah continue dude sorry but that that's where that's where the love kind of like started with me was with like you know the grunge kind of stuff and then i i heard i had friends that were in like punk and into punk and like hardcore and stuff back then but for some reason it just kind of like it scared me i guess i don't know i just wasn't you know what I mean? I was like, no, there's no melody. Like they're just screaming about stuff. I don't know what to do. You know, like mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. understandable. Um, and then new metal happened. Uh, yeah. Get your bingo cards out. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen minute discussion incoming. So, no, just right? Are, are no. you yay or nay on on new metal? I'm oh, curious. dude, I was one percent yay. yay bro. He's yay. Like, okay. Yeah, dude. You got, you got a couple of yays, dude. Three yays. Like yeah. that's the first stuff that I started like jamming on with people. Corn and Fear Factory, I think, were the first things I tried covering. Mm-hmm. Like when I got my little four-string Fender bass when I was like 14 years old, you know. Yeah. 
I, uh, it was re- well, Slipknot like really hooked, put it hooks the hooks in. And Slipknot took me to like the nether realms, dude. When I heard, when I heard Sick, the song Sick for the first time, yeah, it was, there was it no was going back. Last, when I heard I think the double was, bass, no going back after it that. It was a life changer for a lot of kids, dude, at that time. The whole thing I think it's sick. The whole thing I think it's sick. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, totally. And then it was like, oh, they're on Roadrunner. Okay. I got to pay attention to Roadrunner. And then yeah. not far long after Fear Factory as well. You know, so like the, the new metal stuff, that's when I started going to shows and like experiencing like bands. Cause before then, when I was a baby and like a little kid, I'd be watching MTV and it was a bunch of dudes in spandex and like big hair and stuff. And I was like, Oh yeah, I love that shit. <laughs> like I, I was the opposite. For some reason I didn't like it. Like I was like, Ugh, this sucks. But I always had music around me. So I kind of just the two didn't connect until mm-hmm. I started going to shows and experiencing it for myself. And that was when it was like, all right. I got this shitty little Fender Squire bass that I got for my 14th birthday. I'm going to like try and like do that. You know what I see up on stage and shit and just started jamming new metal in the garage with a bunch of friends, a bunch of stoner friends. <laughs> yeah. Were you, were you, you the <laughs> I was also in a new metal band. I've probably mentioned it on the podcast before. That was like my first real band. So I, I can feel you doing new metal in the garage, dude. dude yeah, my band was called flatline. <laughs> flatline ours was called invidious nil invidious nil yep what, what, what? Ex- <laughs> take me exactly. down no no exactly it's <laughs> just a bunch of stoner kids in a garage just banging out like deftone covers and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i mean it was good for what it was it was fun it taught me yeah, a lot dude. you know These what i mean stepping stones and i still you know they're they're Every crowd, you, this is what I've noticed, dude. It's like, no matter what crowd you get into, if you're not into that, then they're going to make fun of the shit that, that wasn't part of that crowd. So if you're, you know, back when I was in middle school, it was rockers versus rappers and all this kind of <laughs> shit. It's like what you listen to, you know, and fucking then, you know, I move out and I realize that I like both, you know, I get into yep. high school and I'm, I'm listening to everything. Yep. I'm already, you know, dabbling in everything. I grew up on doo-wop and fucking fifties and my parents were listening to the country. It's like, it's the variety is already always there, but it was like back then you couldn't really talk about the variety of music that you were into because you'd end up getting made fun of. Well, even getting into exactly. the extreme metal <laughs> realm, it's like tell back in the day, telling somebody I got here from, new metal as a stepping stone you would immediately get fucking stomped down dude you're just like new metal's lame dude fuck that shit you're just was, like well dude i'm the here now thing around dude yeah. when we were kids it was the biggest thing around like dude deftones were huge oh. man they're so huge hell like, yeah dude and, and for a good reason i mean they fucking know how to write a fucking song dude right right and that's really what it comes what down my to. my friends listen to i remember like now this is where i start getting into like the heavier stuff because the new metal I had one friend that would give me like slip me like cannibal corpse tapes every once in a while or like, and what clicked was gallery of suicide and, and then you'll beg by cryptopsy. Oh, no shit. Shout dude. out Mike DeSalvo. What up, dude? Those albums scared me from playing death metal for years. Cause I was like, that's what death metal is. I was like, I can't do that shit. Like, <laughs> like I can't. That was scary at first, man. I should just stop here and just like not, not progress any further. So I kind of just, played like rock for so many years and it just didn't go anywhere yeah you know? cryptopsy definitely is an intimidating band to hear right off the bat you know oh, dude, i mean I'm cannibal 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go for it. So, no, I was just going to say Cannibal is a little, maybe a little more better of an introduction. You yeah, know, yeah. band a lot. Cannibal was, you know, one of my main introduction bands into death metal as well. But like here in Cryptopsy, already that well tuned, that prime Cryptopsy. And you're just like, wait, what the fuck? Dude, how, the, how, how, how? The bass on that record, I would just sit and like listen to that on headphones and just like, there's no way. Like, there's no way that this is real. Like, how is this person like doing all this crazy, you know, and I'm in my garage just trying to figure out like Loco by Cold Chamber or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, it's. Dude, I, I just snorted because I'm just laughing at myself. Re-listening to Cold Chamber recently. It Me too. fucking it's sucks, dude. It's horrible, dude. It it's the worst. It's so bad, dude. dude. What I, gave wrong with them, us? I gave them $32 <laughs> of my money, dude. I bought two of their yeah. albums, dude. And then I re-listened to it now, and I'm just like, what Good the Lord. fuck is Ugh. this, dude? Yikes. See, now, you know, now you see what I see. Or <laughs> there uh, are by the way, gems. There don't are still about that, gems. Don't dude. worry about that snort. I'm going to edit that out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Snip that snort no, right out, dude. Snip, snip the it. snort, dude. Snip, it. snip the snort, bro. Wait, Wait. just snip my snort, bro. We're snort quick. free podcast. We <laughs> All right, Zach. Sorry, bro. No, it's good, man. But corn's uh, the best. Dude, corn, <laughs> he, I got yeah, heavy into corn. We get we, we get Casey to agree to corn. Oh yeah, that's, no, that's I like corn. Of course. Oh, well, I mean, especially the first two albums. Like, I, I still was, jam like, them. To I be grew honest, up on that. Oh yeah, that's one I like. Was Untouchable? That was the last corn album where I really dig. Untouchable was dope. Yeah, dude. Nah, I I stopped at the. I don't actually. even know. Uh, what's the one that follow the leader? Is that uh, yeah. one of them? And oh, then the okay. one right after issues, issues, the last issues was where I stopped. That's where I stopped listening. I stopped after you know, that. Some, there are some good songs on issues, but after that, I kind of just you know, it's not necessarily like I, you know, how you like subconsciously just give up on a band you don't really it's not really anything specific you just like you, you just move on a different direction your tastes are different and you just like and it, and it just so happens to be like with metallica too it's like after the four after the black album i didn't really pay attention and black album wasn't really like my stopping point i really just say the first four and and <laughs> most people do but it's just like it's these stopping points that happen and it's and it's almost like organized subconsciously dude Kind of weird. I got, I I got into Met I got into Metallica backwards. Like I heard Black Album, and I was like, "Oh, this is all right," you know, because I heard it when I was like a little kid. Yeah, it's like me too. I was like, "Oh, this is all right," you know, this is cool, I guess. And then like someone was like, "Dude, no, listen to Injustice for All," and I listened to that, and it was just like the riffs, the riffs. And I stumbled across yeah. that being a nosy kid in my grandparents' garage. My uncle's shit was in their garage. I was rumbling, just rummaging through fucking boxes, dude, and I found his CD collection, and it was a deep download of Pantera, Megadeth, Metallica, and Slayer, dude, just all stacked up in there. And nice. there was a CD player in the garage, so I'd be in there for like... I don't even know why my grandparents never even checked on me, dude. They just knew I was in the garage. I could have been like fucking sawing shit in half, fucking, and I'm not like <laughs> 11, 12 years old or some shit. But no, I'm down there listening to Metallica, Pantera, Slayer. Me and my brother are fucking shooting pool. We're like little fucking adults already, dude, just like meddling Fuck out. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know how we got here. Fuck, guys. Come on. <laughs> fucking pull the reins on me. <laughs> All right, Zach. Sorry, back to you again, dude. Oh man, it's all good. So for, uh, after the new metal kind of phase kind of petered out, I didn't really, I didn't really play play for a while. 
Um, I started, well, I didn't play bass for a while. I started playing drums with a friend of mine. Shout out to my friend, Corey. We played in a band for a long ass time. Just not even just jammed. We jammed in a garage forever. Just playing like stoner rock. I would like to call it like proggy weird songs that are like way too long with not that many parts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I did that for a while. And then our current singer, I've known him not as long as uh, one of the other old members, but we'll talk about him in a little bit. But me and Mikey joined a, a deathcore band called Portrait of a Killer. And that's what kind of got me back into playing bass for metal anyways. Because really, I couldn't find any. I was playing drums solely at the time and I couldn't do the blast and the double bass stuff. So I was like, well, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be playing in any corpse uh you know, cannibal corpse bands or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anything like that. What's the type it, of shit that you would, you're, you're comfortable and you have fun playing on drums. Just like four, four rock stuff. I'm, I'm actually like not, I, I haven't touched drums in years. Like the last yeah. time I did was a few, few, actually a few days ago, like a homie jam. Mm-hmm. That'll be the last time for a while. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> like It's so fun though. dude. It no, it's, fun. it's so fun. It's so fun, but I'm so bad. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but it is fun. I love drums. If I had a drum set, I'd, I'd still be playing it and sucking, but it's, it's so fun. But yeah. so the portrait of a killer happened and that was my first band where we started actually like playing shows and, you know, doing all the bands, the actual band stuff, like the cool guy stuff, you know, playing backyard shows and selling tickets to play fucking crappy shows. And yeah. <laughs> the selling tickets thing, dude, I never experienced that. I, but I hear so many people oh, we talk did, about the, the fucking selling tickets to play. It was rampant out here, man. It was just a thing. It was like, if you wanted to play the whiskey, you, I was about you, to say had, that. you had to sell, sell 400 tickets and then stand in front of everybody else's equipment. And only sell like five uh, of them, <laughs> and only sell like five of them, and just pay for the rest of them yourself as your mom for money, hey mom, you are something. I know, dude. It is like it's sometimes worth it for a band that's uh, up and coming and and bright eyed and bushy tailed to just fucking oh, that's pick, all up, pick up whatever you can't, whatever you couldn't sell, just to make just to solidify your spot. It's just taking advantage of young kids. That's all it really is. It really is, dude. That's all it really is. And I'm fortunate enough to not have to have you experienced are, that, but it, when I hear it, it every time, it makes it makes my toes curl a little bit. I'm like, "Fuck, man! Like, really? Like, it still happens now, man." Yeah, all my to violently vomit earnings are still paying off all those pre-sale ticket <laughs> wow. losses oh. I incurred. That's <laughs> death metal, boys. Right? That's death metal, yeah, boys. Death metal, man. It's not too bad. It's all good. Yeah, but we're not in it for all that. We just don't want to fucking have to really come out of pocket to do it right yeah exactly that's it it's an art and we all enjoy we have a passion for it. it's like that's really the currency that we get back from it is you know whatever energy that we're trying to squeeze out of it as a creative you know mm-hmm. and it makes us feel it's like a therapy too you know mm-hmm. we, it first there's something in us i don't know what it is if we're not making yeah, well, shit, i don't know what it is either man you feel stagnant dude you do feel stagnant if you're not doing shit or making shit. Yep. So, so you're the, you're jamming in the so you're you're just doing solely drums at that time. No, no, no. This is with Portrait of a Killer. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Doing drums, and then I joined Portrait of a Killer with my friend Mike. And I used to follow Mike and our friend Frank's band around 
because they had like a new metal kind of rock band that they played in. Mike is our singer. And at the time he was playing guitar and portrait. So he's like, Hey, singer for euphoric defilement. yeah, Mike's the singer for euphoric defilement. He now, or he now does vocals for us, but he used to do guitars for portrait and they lost their bass player. Pretty much how every bass player gets their gig. One bass player quits. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just my whole, my whole life. But, um, I joined that band. We start playing shows. Everything's cool. You know, first time I ever get my own band merch and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's kind of cool. So yeah. pretty much long story short, members start falling off. We just start replacing them with homies, you know? Yeah. We get a solid lineup going. Our drummer quits. Uh, we get a new drummer in and that lineup goes for a long time. The band, uh, that's actually when one of those iterations was when we opened up for Severed Savior on that, nice, on that tour. Nice. You guys. I was there. Yeah, yeah. That was at the end of the tour, right? We were we did, uh, kind of three or four dates down there at the end, right? It was like the first one, I think. It, it might no, have been we, did, we did one at in Pomona with, with Discourage. That was amazing. I didn't yeah. stick around for the whole set because my, my ride was leaving, but I got to see two, two Discourage songs at, uh, at Friar Tux in Pomona. It's this tiny, tiny, tiny. Yeah, that's the one I was at. Tiny little bar, dude. Severed Savior actually had people standing in front of them so people wouldn't step on their pedal boards because it's that fucking small in the pit. Yeah, yeah. Mike's pedal board was right there, dude. And that stage isn't big. So, yeah, no, there's no stage. It's literally a drum riser, like (laughs) in a corner. Yeah, dude. And fucking Juan is front row. And he's one of those guys that's fucking singing along with me and shit. I'm like, whoa, this is crazy, dude. Like, I just remember my lyrics, dude. I just remember, like, at every single show I went to, because I saw you guys in Vegas. And then, like, I went to every single South Cali show and i just remember like at every single show like just screaming inverted inserted <laughs> and at the very last show oh, yeah. uh, i remember you, you gave a shout out to me this song was up to this motherfucker yeah because i knew <laughs> you were gonna call it out dude all this time yeah hell yeah yeah dude that, i love it dude so that so that was yeah you guys opened up for us at those shows you caught Discords that's fucking sick with Ricky still on drums yeah yep. Ricky still on drums yeah amazing we then that that band eventually again just members leaving and you know how that goes just mm-hmm. so that band turned into a band called In the Form of Flesh with the same members and we opened up for Euphoric Defilement and Sean Whitaker right one. And I think it might have been Behemoths. At the no, it was, at, it was at Characters, remember? Oh, yeah. And the stage was Sean against Whitaker. the brick wall. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and uh, this band from. And, and this other band from Savagery. Scotland played. Yeah, and it quoted Savagery from Scotland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, they were on tour, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, they were so on tour what, together. Is that when you met one or you already knew one then? No, that's when I met one that night, right? Oh, no shit. Yeah, but, well, yes, but. Uh, According to you, like we met before, but I was fucked up and drunk and I couldn't even remember. <laughs> That's right. Cause I had seen you guys. I had seen you guys. I, was at Grind the blind. I saw these guys at Grind the Blind. Yeah. Grind when we opened from Hemans. Wait, it's That's right. That's Grind the show. That's, the the show. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up, dude. Right? <laughs> but they, they were opening for Putrid Pile and Behemoths. So uh, I, that's where I got dude. Dude, that first record, real quick. I still have oh, yeah. that in my seat. Six CD changer right now, dude. That first record, I forget what it's called. There's so much like deprecated, like Cali Death Suffo influence in there. Before, a lot of them, huh? 
I mean, it's still their their later albums are sick too. But that first one, like you can hear that deprecated sound still with because uh, the guitar player came from deprecated. I forget his name. Oh, oh what is his uh, name? Fuck, I can't remember. My time. Sorry, dude. If if some, this gets back to you, I'm sorry. I forgot your name. But deprecated sound was still in vehemence at the time, and then it started to transition more into that more melodic that style that once they signed to uh, metal blade that they took and kept going with it. But dude, check out that first behemoth album. No doubt. It's a fucking banger, dude. Sick okay. guys. Well, dude. Okay. So you guys were, you were playing, oh, you didn't know if it was behemoth or not. Is that it was behemoth. Okay. It was behemoth and future pile. And we went, so it was like five local bands. I mean, we were the ones among the local bands, but like we had just gotten signed at the time. So we got to open before. So we got to go on before Preacher Pile. So it was us, Preacher Pile, and then Behemoths. Hell yeah. yeah. yeah that was a sick ass show. But I got it, that- by the way. Sorry. No, you're good. It's, uh, it's uh, John Chavez was in Deprecated there you go. and then in Behemoths. Boom. Um, Metal Archives coming through again, dude. I already got it open, man. I thought it was the other guy. <laughs> I was thinking the uh, the other guitar player. I forgot his name. I knew it was a simple name too, and I just couldn't fucking pull it out. But yeah, what up, John? Yo. But yeah, so okay, so, so that's where you guys kind of really met and connected. I went and bought a demo and a shirt from them, and we kind of just talked a little bit, but it wasn't like you know, it wasn't anything crazy. We we're just like, you know, hi, whatever, blah blah blah. And then it wasn't until we actually opened for them that we got to like hang out and, you know, cause we're getting all drunk together talking about, is it sick? We're here with Sean Whitaker and all this kind of stuff, you know? I and have dude. Sean's sick, dude. Dude. Fucking amazing, dude. Riff, riff machine. Absolute mm-hmm, riff machine. Mm-hmm. And one a super nice guy too. He was, I remember him coming up and just shaking everybody's hands all night. Just yeah. like, Oh man, just sick, sick, sick. Best show. Yeah, I've best show, or a show or two with him. And I've seen him play too. The particular show people. was one on that. I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting. No, it's okay. Uh, I was just saying he's always the same dude. He's always yeah. fucking Sean. It's funny because like on that particular show was when the idea of us recruiting Zach came about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's right, because Dan was there, huh? Our friend uh Dan Osborne, the drummer from um Inherit Disease, and he runs um Hell yeah. under Elite as well. Like he's oh, yeah. a really close friend of mine. And like uh at the time, like uh us and our old bass player Tom Myers were not really in the same page anymore, but he was still doing the shows. Nicest dude, I have nothing bad to say about Tom. Nicest okay. dude. He's the one on the album that he's the one that played bass on on our on our album. So like mm-hmm. we we're not really on the same page. So we we're trying to um and he knew, you know, so it was cool. And like we were we're looking for like a new bass player to join. And I remember Dan Osborne coming up. He's like holding like Four beers. He's like, two he has beers one beer and two beers in here. And he's in the mosh pit too. He's in the mosh pit and they're playing. Secretly moshing. Yeah. And um, uh, and I'm, I'm in the form of flesh. Sax old band is playing. And like, I'm checking in them. I'm seeing what they're doing. They sound amazing, by the way. And like, Dan just comes to me. He's like, Juan, I find you a bass player. I'm like, who? He's like, that guy. And that was that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's, what he is. that's how like the the whole idea of him being in E4 came about. But but the funny thing is, our guitar player Frank joined the band first before I did. Oh, yeah. They because yeah. they he always wanted to have two guitar you players. Guys, you guys weren't shitting me on this incest stuff, dude. Oh, you, dude. Fourth trade off, dude. Dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> it, it, 
can you take it back a little bit? Because I listened sure. to you guys' 2011 promo, Euphoric's okay. promo, and I was like super fucking impressed by that. So like, I want to get a little bit of that earlier stuff in the the story yeah, we're, sure. we're telling here, and then catch up to where we're at now. Sure. Okay. So um, Zach, oh, that's you for the 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 the, the Euphoric promo. That's you. Yeah, the oh, 2011 the promo. Yeah, oh, yeah, the 2011 yeah. promo. Okay, that's so that's I mean, pretty yeah. much uh, that's that's how we got signed to to um, a unique leader. Mm-hmm. We got signed up for our first demo promo, whatever. It's it's more of a demo because it has because it's it's only three songs. So uh, what happens is that like once we had a solid lineup already, like uh, we decided to like get the ball going. Okay, dude, let's record something. You know, like let's uh, let's record something and just put it out there. You know. Yeah. So we did at, at the time it was our old singer, great dude, a good friend of mine. His name, his name is Andrew Bigarrell. He's the yeah. actual singer on the album as well. And my good friend Dennis, who used to play in Sick, now plays in a band called uh Lithopedia. Lithopedia, yeah. Oh, I've played with them. Yeah, yeah. He he's our, our original bass player, actually. They're out in on. uh New Mexico, right? No, they're no, they're right here in, in LA. Actually, he, like it's funny. He lives just a, he lives just just down the street from me. I saw him earlier in the morning. Uh, he was walking dogs. Yeah. Either there's two bands, or they were out in New Mexico and El Paso with us because that's where we played with them. Yeah. Huh. Might have been a different band with the same name though. Perhaps that was Maybe. a few years back. So yeah. No, but yeah, like there's a band called Amalithopedia. It features members. It's from stages of decomposition, a profanacion from Argentina, and uh, ex oh, okay. So, sure. anyways, like yeah, um, we got a solid band band going on, and we wrote some songs, and we decided we wanted to record a promo, more of a demo, if anything. But we call it a promo because it was cool. You just call it promo 2011. Everybody was yeah. just calling it. Yeah, it was what it kind of did did back then. Demo went away for a little bit. Call it a promo. They're all yeah, like, a promo. <laughs> yeah. So we did. We we recorded three songs and uh we released them like i, I and um that happened heavy then, as fuck dude that that ep or sorry that promo is fucking promo. heavy dude dude and we recorded at a friend's garage yeah like, uh our good friend uh his name is will he plays guitar for a power metal band called avant guardian so but he back in the days he used to have like look look like a recording studio in his garage. So uh, we went down there. We just, we recorded the songs, no clicks, nothing, just raw, you know? And we released it. And uh, I sent it to a bunch of people and those people sent it to a bunch of other people. And like about a month later, I get an email from Eric Lindmark from fucking um, Unique Leader Records. So, so Eric, was, like, you guys up about it. He, you So it just got spread. It naturally just got to him somehow. Yeah, well, what happened is that uh, Dan Osborne, he was sent it to everybody he knew. And uh, at the time, inherited disease was uh, was on a, on a unique. Mm-hmm. So he sent it to him as well. You know, and he sent him, he sent everybody all over information and everything. So uh, we got an email from Eric. He's like, I want to, want to offer you a contract. And like, we read it like briefly. Like, yeah, we're in. You need leader, dude. Yes, yes, please. You know, take my music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of like, it, yeah, we kind of like the last uh, unique, unique leader band to kind of hold down that Cali Death sound, right? Oh, thank you, man. 
Yeah. Thank I you. mean, I, I haven't really listened to every single release after yours, but I mean, it's, you know, they're in a, they're signing different bands and that probably started back near that time. And you, so it's like, you guys were in, it's almost like a chapter was closed, but you guys got in right before the chapter closed, you know? Yeah. And, but now it's like, I think that there's resurgences with retromorphosis. Like, dude, I just remember like us being signed maybe like about a year after rings of Saturn got signed. And I was like, cause when they got signed, like when like, Whoa, they're going in a different direction. Yeah. And then like, he hits like fucking Eric hits, like he sends us an email and like, like well, okay, I guess he's still down for the old school Cali sound, you know? So yeah, dude, we signed the contract and um, we went for it. Did you got any stories with Eric? Did you ever meet him in person? Uh, I wish. I wish. No, I never did. Uh, we spoke on the phone a few times. We changed emails, but that's about it. It was very mm -hmm. professional, you know, very, you know, just very professional. Nothing crazy. Okay. We were not homies or anything. Yeah. I wish we were. <laughs> yeah. You, sub you guys can still call yourself homies because it's like yeah. we're all, you know, working yeah. on this together, you know? But yeah, I guess you could say it's, it's things still get down to business too. When you run a, rec a record label, there's professionalism. And, but I mean, obviously you saw something in you guys to hit you guys up and actually, yeah, man, I was like out. so fucking stoked and humble to totally like, dude. to like, dude, like I, I just remember like going to Amoeba in Hollywood to buy CDs to, but when I was really, when I really got into the fucking brutal death metal stuff, and like the first album I bought that I that got me hooked was this Boris Consumed the Forsaken. Yeah. And I remember just fucking flipping the album says Unique Leader Records. I'm like, oh shit. Sounds pretty good. And then like So that, that was your first UL purchase was yeah. Consume the yeah. Forsaken? Consume the Forsaken. And, and that was like, just off, that was just off the album cover and oh uh, not not necessarily you what, actually knew what happened it. is that like at the time, I was really into this Gorge, but like from Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Gorge, Mexico, and like all my friends were like, yeah, that fucking always this Gorge, you was this Gorge. And like, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get to the bottom of this. You know, <laughs> so like I found it. Like I wasn't even looking for it. I just found it. I'm like, oh shit, this Gorge, you know, US, you know. I'm I like, wonder how many people bought a, a Discourage Mexico <laughs> CD thinking it was going to be. They're sick too. You know, Discourge I like it. California. Oh, yeah, they're sick too. They're sick. They are sick, definitely. Oh. But I mean, I'm going to wrap the, the. It's not Cali Death, but it's sick. It's not Cali Death. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the Discourage Mexico album covers just, I can't fuck with them, dude. That's just like. Parker uh, Jr. Like human. real pictures real of babies dead on the ground and shit. You're just like. Oh, it's dude. a baby. It's like a dead baby coming out of a. Out of a dead corpse and shit, like yeah, like, dude, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, shit like that. Come on, guys, like, <laughs> <laughs> go home, man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I never oh, got those. Or like Waco Jesus. You guys ever heard of that? Oh, band? I've heard of them. Uh, I cannot say I'm familiar with their music, but I know who they are. So it was like <laughs> one of those extreme bands to like. I mean, some of their songs were good, but really it was like, oh, you have Waco Jesus CDs and you open it up, dude. It's all fucking nasty ass porn. Like, you yeah. know, people shitting on it, themselves and on it's other people. It's not good, bro. Dude, <laughs> like, that's like, think about the think like the 
all right, we're going to sit down. We're going to figure out how we're going to do our album cover. We're going to do the layout. Like most guys are like, all right, dude, we want this fucking like dragon theme, blah, 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 blah. These guys are like, dude, I want a chick with like inch long nipples. <laughs> I've seen that whole cord. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you open it up, it's going to be all the worst ex- like extreme porn shit that you've ever seen. It's like, yep. sick, dude. Yeah, we got our layout. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Come on, guys. I bet you it was cheap at least. <laughs> yeah, I know. They just had to fucking Google it. Rufus. Rufus is in the background. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, what was the recording of Ascending like? Oh, dude. It was. Which is in my uh, headphones right now, by the way. It's fucking. Is it? Oh, you nice. Guys listen dude, to music it, while you're doing this. It I just started tonight. This is the first time I've done it. <laughs> yeah. I noticed like on the Fallujah podcast, he was doing the same, right? Yeah, that was Andrew. He was Andrew, listening. yeah. I think he was doing the same. He was listening to music on his on his headphones, he said. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so, he had to like uh, switch it for like the moods of what he was talking about, too. Yeah. yeah pretty yeah. wild. Dude. I love that episode, by the way. Hell cool yeah. guy. I met him before. Yeah, yeah. good dude. Andrew yeah. is killer. Ah, uh, but yeah, the process of ascending to the worms, dude, it was, it was, uh, it was interesting because like it was our first time recording like a full length album and we're trying to make it as professional as possible, as good sound as possible, you know, and, uh, it was going to be our debut, you know, like, dude, holy shit, we're going to come out on fucking a unique leader, you know, a dream come true pretty much. And, uh, we prepared ourselves for months you know, and like I wrote like fucking a program kick tracks for every single fucking song, you know, like, you know, like, and uh, at the time it was, at the time, what, at the time it was only me on guitar. So like I recorded both tracks, I actually did four tracks per side, which was, yeah. I was not intending to do that, but like our producer, uh, Meryl Dan, he's like, you should do that. It's going to, be a lot fucking better, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that's like his signature thing he claimed. I don't know if it's true or not. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> He's a homie. <laughs> He's a homie. He's cool as fuck. He's actually a comedian. Nice. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, like, it was, uh, we recorded, we booked. Um, okay, so we had a budget. We were pretty much in a budget. Uh, Unique, Unique Leader gave us a certain amount of money to do, to record a full event in a certain amount of time. And uh, we pulled it off quite well, I think. Um, we went in with clay tracks and everything. As soon as we started recording, it turns out Gabriel doesn't like click tracks very much. Mm. <laughs> Go figure. Go fucking figure. Go figure. Like, he was getting lost. <laughs> he, was, he was going too fast. I'm like, slow down a little bit, you know? <laughs> so, like, we ended up doing, like, click tracks and certain parts of, of songs and then just punching in. I'm sorry, guys. For all the purists that believe that everything should be natural no. and all that bullshit, dude. Like, yeah. Dude. Some, some people may call it cheating. You know, like, dude, it dumb, dumb. But the people that have seen us live, they know we can pull it off mm-hmm. a little faster, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, dude, like it was a great fucking experience, man. Like, I just remember being in there and like by the time it was finished, just listening to it coming out of the speakers and then the, just taking the CD to. Our, our copy of the CD and put it in the car and just blast that shit. Yeah, dude. Like, fuck, you know, like it was amazing, dude. That's a super common thing, dude. Get it in the car. 
Let's go listen to it in the car. Yeah, dude. If it sounds good in the car, it's gonna sound good anywhere. Yeah, yeah. If you listen to the Tim Young episode, dude, uh, "End Time Begins" was put together that same. Oh my god! You know, "End Time Begins." So don't don't think that you know having to punch in on parts and shit is uh, makes it you know brings it down a level. It's like, dude, you guys were. Yeah, so pretty much freezing art. You guys are freezing art in time at that time. Yeah, so pretty much what we did, like we used parts of the clicks. And then when he couldn't, I don't want to say he couldn't do it because he could. I'm, I know he could, but like, he's just a hardhead. Like, he just wanted to like feel the riff. I said, like, man, I just want to feel the riff. I don't want to hear the click because I get lost. He's like, mm-hmm. fucking, I just want to hear you. Like, well, all right. So like at some part, in some parts we did clicks. And then like when it were, it was like, he would get lost. He's like, all right, fine. Like right here, we're just going to be like, no click, just grew with me. And like, I remember that it was like, the drum room was like very little. He's so cramped up with his big fucking drum kit at the time. At the time, his drum kit was way bigger. Now it's like well, way smaller. But at the time, he had like two kicks, bunch of Chinas, and like a bunch yeah, of bullshit yeah, yeah. going on. Didn't he have like three toms too? He had like the whole like like stupid just like yeah, rack yeah. Tom he had like three fucking toms, two floor toms, two kicks. You know, like, like that. Hell yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, we did that. Uh, in some parts, we use clicks. It's funny. We only use clicks in the fast parts. And on the slow parts, we just went natural. And we just punched sync because he, he was always going faster. <laughs> he will get like, he would just go way faster than the click, you know? like. Yeah. But it gives the album more of a, like a natural feel. That's what yeah, I like. Yeah. And also like uh, one thing we're very proud of. And one thing that he's actually very proud of that, uh, there were there was no sound replacing, there was no quantizing, only the kicks were triggered, and that's it. You know, like we're strong believers of um, natural sounding drum. You know, totally. So I'd like to you. say something about like as a fan listening to that album, dude, because that was that album and Inherit Diseases uh Visceral Transcendence were, oh my God. were two of my big URL, uh, I'm sorry, unique leader purchases. You know what I mean? So listening to that album, I loved how tight the riffs and the drums were together. Yeah. That's what I noticed is like the drums. And that's why I liked it because the drums and the riffs are so, so tight, but the vocals are just like all the fuck over the place. Just like super guttural and sloppy and in the, in a good way though, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it just, it just that dichotomy of like the sloppiness and then the tightness, it just mixed together. And it's, it's, that album is still, I'm not. I, I think I can say this because I, I didn't play on it. I had nothing to do with it. It's a great album, still. Thank you know, man. like they, 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 yeah. they really did kill it on that album. And like it was like our first fucking full length, you know. Like to me, it was like I was just so stoked to be able to release an album. And it, and I just, and this might sound totally like cliche and anything, but when it came out, and I heard it for the like when I when I actually held my copy in my hands, mm-hmm. I saw it. I was tearing up, bro. Fuck, dude, I'm gonna turn around and say you need to or something. Fuck, dude, dream come true, dude. You know? It is, it is. I mean, yeah. especially like fucking um, from being into bands like fucking Otis Mortem, you know, like fucking Sever Savory, this Gorge, Orgasm, Beats of Flesh, you know, like Orgasm. So when did no, I want? This is actually a question I've been sitting on a little bit. I just wanted to know, like, uh, when did you guys hear of California death metal, and like when when did you? stumble across that shit and realize that we are fucking sick yo 
<laughs> it shows it shows at the showcase. Oh yeah. Just I lived, tours I coming lived, through. Yeah. I lived at the showcase for so long. I it's funny, I have one of my good friends, Ramon. He he sings for a band called Pencil Lead Syringe, and they're from Riverside. I remember stay, that. Dude. I remember that. Um, Just saw him last weekend. They uh, <laughs> they've been around forever, and we when we started being friends, he would tell me about all the shows he would go to at the showcase. We were like the opposite days. I would go see Unearth and Cattle Decapitation. Well, he was the next day seeing the D- D- Devourment and who the fuck else? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I would always miss, I missed like the super, super brutal stuff by like days, but yeah. I, I lived at the showcase and and I always thought there's something about the California scene. There's just something about the vibe out here. You know what I mean? Showcase is a good place to get that vibe out too. Cause it's one of those venues that, that it's got that energy, dude. Definitely. I playing yeah, that playing that stage is it's got a uh, you know its own but similar energy to like the pound or brick by brick or some of these other places that were these like um, beacons for kids to get out to and be exposed to underground music mm-hmm. and have it be a community and have it be you know a you know you st- there's regulars hey there's that guy he was there yeah. you know it's yeah, like. Yeah. Everybody starts just becoming this close knit thing. It's like, oh, dude, we're this crew now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, man. Like, and my first spoke. I'm sorry. No, no, I Go really on. was. I was just gonna keep on filibustering until somebody was <laughs> cut me off, dude. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, going back to your question, my first exposure to like Kelly Death Fist, uh, Kelly Death Fist, Kelly Death Metal, <laughs> like in the flesh, you know, like was uh, Bloodletting Five okay. at uh, at the Amy Factory in Hollywood, Vile. Inherit disease, beats of flesh, and yeah. birth. And Otis, that was it to me. That was Otis was, too. Huh? That was Odious was on that. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I that didn't know you guys at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, yeah. We were the opener on that tour, and then Inherit was our. What w- they opened all the Cali dates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a question for Casey. Actually, he's been kind sure. of quiet. Go for it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I, I heard a story during that tour that at some point. You're about to go on and start playing. You had no cymbals on for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've heard this story too, and I don't remember <laughs> that either. So, uh, <laughs> oh, you must be having a great time then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know though. Like, I don't, I don't know what uh, what that was all about. I'm not sure what that story comes from. But yeah, I thought it was from the Santa Cruz show. That, what a weird little like yeah, tall tale. That, yeah. Sorry, Casey. Had to no, it's okay. I don't care. I think it's funny. No, totally. It's all good, man. Yeah, for no, sure. Like, yeah, yeah. like somebody uh, told me, yeah, man, like I yeah. saw them, like I, I cannot remember which uh, show, but he's like, yeah, man, like they're about to go on, like, and he has no symbols on, so they have to wait for him to put on his symbols. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure it happened. I just don't remember, like, at all. It's super funny. <laughs> that sounds more like Troy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it was Troy. Love you, Troy. I remember when we started when uh, Portrait and In the Form of Flesh, same band, different names. I remember when we started playing more in the LA in the LA scene. Started playing with more bands like Euphoric and and Condemned. Oh, and, Condemned! Uh, Shout out to Condemned. Uh, Dystrophic. I don't know if anyone is familiar with the band Dystrophic. They're Dystrophic. The Sammer. The the singer Sammer. He's recorded a bunch of unique leader stuff. I believe he's done visceral transcendence. He did uh, one of the condemned albums realms, I think realms. Yeah. Yeah. He did realms like the, the, the LA scene alone, dude. Like once you start diving slowly into that, like 
it's I was actually used to be in a band with the guy from one of the guys from Dystrophic called Hideous Rebirth. And playing with those guys, I got to go up north in California, play all these sick ass LA shows. And oh yeah. Dude, Cali Death is just its own thing. I know, dude. It, it it's the, crazy. It's got these pockets, dude, and we all like embrace ourselves like cali dates are always the best dates on the tours because then once you leave california then fucking real touring happens what i really love about the whole what i really love about the whole california death metal scene is that like you can go to a show and see your favorite bands play and then get to hang out with them later and become friends with them that happens to me so many times and like there's a band that for example there's a band you've been like fucking worshiping for years and then you go see them play and then like they're just hanging around at the bar and you get to talk to them they're like they're just like any other people you know mm-hmm. then like uh, a few months later you just had them on facebook you're like hey what's up bitch you know like just like, it's, like <laughs> anybody else you know like they're just homies you know like that's what i love about this about our scene here in cali yeah man it's it's pretty amazing like getting to like you i that, that just that show that you guys played uh joseph at the uh at in anaheim yeah at the doll hut but mm. yeah i was there we were okay there. yeah let's watch let's watch uh to violently vomit and then just go hang out with them in the parking lot yeah like dude. but it's like that that's what's cool about it is like we're all dudes but we're all into sick ass bands all you guys are in sick such sick ass bands. dude that show dude like i'm like super fanboying over to violently vomit slash this gorge ag's well, in think- front of me what keeps uh, it from getting to our heads is that we don't make any fucking money at it, dude. It's not like, yeah. you know? <laughs> but because you don't get into it for that, we're all into it. Exactly. No, and, yeah, and it, you guys are like-minded people, so of course we're gonna hang out and have a beer afterwards. Why not? Yeah, dude. Oh. I just remember also on the Sever Sever tour when you guys came down to Cali and stuff. Like, I was hanging out with you. I was hanging out with Murray. You know, with Mike. Shout out. You know, Troy. Like, and uh, your other. Jersey. Oh, uh, Murdoch right there. Dude. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I just remember like being super stoked to see you guys. And like, I got to see you guys for a whole week straight, pretty much. Yeah, dude. You know? And like the very last show, you guys played literally a block away from my house. I walked there. Wow. <laughs> this place called Spikes and Rosemead. I was wow. like, well, I was at, it's my mom's house, but I used to live with, at home back then. But yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah, dude. Dude. I just remember like, also, like I remember that one show when uh, Portrait of a Killer. Well, you guys suffered for a couple of shows, right? Is that? Say what now? Yeah, we did. We did the Baldwin Park show, and we did um, the, the that Fire Tuck show in Pomona. Which one was the one at the Mo- at the Moose Lodge? I don't think I did that one. You did? No. Maybe that was the one in Baldwin Park. That was when um, the promoters got his fucking tire slashed. I know. Oh shit! You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, dude. No comment. It was a fucking Dodge Durango, (laughs) dude. I remember it was a, and I I don't know what it was for. I I know what it was for. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to get into that, but yeah, we know what it was for. Some promoters are pretty shady, guys. Yeah, that's another thing you're gonna realize if you get out there on the road. Yeah. I just remember there was a bunch it was, of opening It was a sick show, though. It was a sick show. It was a little there was a promoter. We, there was, was a promoter that we had to that literally bounced on us one time, dude, where we just <sighs> finished the show without him even being there. That's the and, worst. And left with not paying any of us and shit. And somehow we got a hold of him and he ended up showing back up with his mom. And his mom wrote us a check, dude. <laughs> At least you got paid. <laughs> 
fuck? <laughs> but it's like, uh, and then we're like, we don't even know if this shit's going to fucking clear or anything. But like, uh, I guess they drove all the way down here. Like, fuck. Fuck, dude. I mean, yeah, you lose your ass as a promoter. It's it, but I mean, you had us come through, dude. You gotta, you gotta keep up with your end of the bargain here. No, it was a sick show, dude. Like, there was a lot, uh, and there was a lot. Wasn't there a few unique leader bands on there? I think, uh, Inanimate Existence played, yeah. Janikost was on that one. Well, they were on the tour, weren't they? Yeah, they were the opener, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was a sick ass tour. Well, that's where I played too. Did they? Yeah, nice. Yeah, see, yeah, like, for them. <laughs> there were some really cool homies. openers too that I, I'm not going to be able to remember any names, but there was some a lot of, since there's only a three band package, like it's pretty common to have a local opener. And there's actually quite a few that I was like, I'm actually stoked to take your demo from you right now. Uh, it was a sick ass show, dude. And I remember I actually have one right really over good. there right now. That Texas particular show, that, that one show at the Moose Lodge, I just remember uh, fucking Murray kept buying me drinks all night. <laughs> Murray, I mean, he, yeah. he's he he's full of love, dude. That's what dude, he, like. Like, he likes to party. He likes to kick it, dude. Yeah, he wants dude. people to kick it with him if he's got to buy you a drink to keep you there. And he's gonna shout out to Murdoch. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's what so sick. Oh, uh, go no, go for it, Joseph. Um, I was just gonna move it forward and ask. So, did you guys did Euphoric do any like touring to support ascending? No. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, we haven't done any touring at all. Okay. For personal reasons and work, families, and stuff like that. But like, it's hard, I always man. say when whenever people ask us that question, we always say we're more of a festival man. We like to play festivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than touring, like, don't get me wrong. Like, we'll probably do some touring soon. Who knows? You know, we just haven't gotten the opportunity to do so. Totally. Yeah. No, the festival circuit is sick. As long as speaking of, uh, dude, that new standard elite fest is like the craziest lineup i've Bro, ever seen what the dude. fuck man yeah That's gonna be torture no disease yeah orgasm internal suffering oh my yeah, god different what? yeah torture bro defeated sanity it's bro, gonna be yeah, like the dude. best yeah dude we're all going to L- to las vegas all you guys are coming when is that I'm it's going. like it's october. uh next october yeah next october mm-hmm. yeah 2022 it's my birthday, dude. We're going, dude. Yeah, let me, let That's me my birthday month, dude. Yeah, I'll find you the flyer. So I saw you on your birthday month last October. Yeah, dude. I was, Sick, I, dude. That we kind of, it was, yeah. A little bit I didn't of, recognize you, man. Yeah. You were like all suit, like all with like a button up. And yeah, like, I, just, I, was looking I just walked in my door like, hey, Juan. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> What's yeah, up, dude. Man? I was looking all dapper, looking fly with my wife, dude. We were just, we were at a, uh, a different show on the strip it was like some circus sideshow type shit called absinthe and you know when we go out to vegas dude i like to fucking dress up nice and look good and fucking of course, just feel you know just feel that that and uh i just got the opportunity that we crossed paths at that time like that trip that i had was totally not even planned around the festival and then i told joseph and he's like dude i'm gonna be in vegas at that same time and and uh it was literally like up until that day if i was gonna do it because we had so many things planned you know i was out there with family we had dinners we had shows and comedy shows and fucking doing this and this and that and i was like how am i gonna fit this in and finally i was just like fuck it dude as soon as we got done with that show i said peace to everybody i was with i took my wife we hopped in a cab fucking headed over to uh 
the venue i forget what it was called it was the like, fremont the fremont club. Uh, yeah down on fucking in old vegas dude and yeah. uh and got dropped off fucking Shout out to Chris Beatty, fucking helped me fucking <laughs> sneak in the back, dude. We're all like totally sneaking into a death metal show. Like my wife's in a fucking beautiful fucking dress. I'm all fucking just looking totally out of place, dude. And even the security guy was like, "Wait, it's you funny." Like the um, rest of the people I've been seeing, dude. Anthony, it's <laughs> funny. Like, um, you work here. <laughs> I posted a photo. I posted a photo on Instagram of you, me, and your wife. And oh, I'm yeah? like fucking up, chilling with Anthony from fucking Artie's Mortem. And then uh, Jesse from Incinerate, he's like, oh, so that's who that was. I didn't yeah. recognize you. I mean, I'm, about, I'm a Jesse from fucking Incinerate. Totally. Dude. And yeah. shout out to Jesse, too. He's on the last yeah. He's a homie, man. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I'm, dude. I'm out of place. But, dude, I, I didn't stop me to go see fucking To Violently Vomit, dude. I'm going to show up fucking looking like that. And I'm, I'm going to be side stage. Staring at Joseph the whole time, and then Diego the gets in the way, and then I'm like, okay, I gotta stay at there, stare at the fucking Riff Wizard for a while. And then- by the way, Joseph, <laughs> I ever wanted to tell you, like, you you're doing a great job on the drums for two wildly bombing man. Well, all points, like, great. You know? It's funny. That's we had so a good. yeah, we had a rehearsal earlier that day at uh, I think it's Andrew from um, Cerebral Incubations. The homie spot. And I think I played better in the rehearsal in the morning than I did at oh, you guys the night show. You guys sound great. Fucking totally fucking killed it. I was definitely like not feeling as good, but that can be a misleading idea to trust your feelings. But uh, we got some really good footage, so I'm I'm very happy that we played that show. Obviously, I've yeah, dude. And I was forever. super fortunate to be fucking right there on the side stage, dude. I was fucking rocking out the whole time, dude. Yeah, literally. I had so much fun that night. I know. I like, it's so perfect. I showed up like five minutes before they went on. Dude. Well, it's funny because Troy was teching for me and then Anthony shows up. and I'm just like, hey, it's like half a Severed Saviors right here on stage with us, dude. And then uh, and then I forgot you were there until I finished. So I'm like, oh, yeah, Anthony's here. What the fuck? Uh, I tried crazy. To say, yeah, I didn't want to distract anybody. But at the same time, I had a fucking blast, dude. No, but thanks, guys. So much fun. I hope that euphoric and I said it before you guys killed on your set. And I hope we get to play some shows again soon, totally, man. man, in the future. Yeah, that would be really rad. I'm hoping to set some stuff up for TVV in 2022. So I'll keep you guys in the loop about that. Let's do it. Sure, yeah. man. We're down. Yeah, absolutely. Always. So where um, do we go from here, boys? So where you guys did at? the you guys did the live uh, album, I guess. Is that the next thing? Or does that count that, as a... No, that was an accident. Okay, that's just an accident. Somebody, they actually recorded it one night and you took the recording yeah yeah pretty much we played in stockton up north oh, no shit yeah we played in stockton and like uh we showed up we played where uh our home our homegirls were on tour at the time they're uh they're in a there's a band called harley quinn oh yeah okay. yeah uh they're fucking amazing they're really good cool gals you know really like really uh and uh they were on tour and like we were invited to go over and play so we're like yeah why not so we did, and like, uh, turns out that uh, the guy, the sound guy, he's like, "Hey guys, I'm trying to, I'm recording everybody, you know, do you guys mind?" I'm like, yeah, go for it, you. And but I said, but I was like, but you have to mic us up, everything. He's like, even the caps, yeah. If you're gonna record us, mic everything up. And uh, he did, and uh, he sent it to us maybe like about a year later, almost. Is that? I can't remember to be honest, dude. But and then like we just put it up on Bandcamp, like as a live album, like. 
it had our it had our singer after the main singer uh our, our buddy uh, abraham we call him ham or ham gorham to monster vocalist dude like, he reminds me a lot of dusty too his oh, vocal he's style he's, he's got that like severed savior style but he knows how to do the guttural stuff too like yeah nice you know? yeah yeah so i that, mean just be able to mind. do the power growls and the gutturals i could do the gutturals but i can't do them as good as some of these other guys dude. i can't match i notice shit dude i noticed like when i saw you guys like on tour on Ficophiliac. yeah uh, you were doing the gutturals, which when you I got not do in the album, but live, there's a part on, on the song where there's gutturals, like, drawing your faces down your throat, you change your skull, ask my humor and all, whatever, like. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, probably because I'm too embarrassed. Live, yeah. Maybe, probably because I'm too embarrassed. <laughs> I don't want to let it those words. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what is that, dude? I probably threw the gutturals in there because I was too embarrassed to say like, those. I'm words, not saying this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but and actually, even like my my throat's warmed up from you know at the end of the tour, dude. There's a lot more things I can do with my voice, you know. If I'm fucking hitting it hard every single night, I'm trying to du- knock the dust off now. I'm growling to and from work for the past like couple weeks, dude, and. Just like after the first week, I'm finally starting to feel the control again. I'm like, okay, dude, I can do this again. I've been talking on a mic for so fucking long now, but I haven't been growling into a mic. So now with odious coming up and other things that are starting to fucking boil up, I'm like, I got to actually start doing this shit again and actually say that I am a vocalist that can do it. You know, I'm not just a guy that's talking about, I used to do it. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, you don't want to be those like, washed up podcaster metal guys who aren't doing shit anymore i'll be back <laughs> Go i for think it, all of us have gotten more active in music all all the hosts of this episode uh, this podcast the show since, for since sure started. Yeah. i think it's this this underlining inspiration for us and other people dude like how many there's been a, a a handful of guys that i can remember that right now have been telling us like this show has made them pick up their instrument again or learn something new or get back into writing music again. And it's just like, yeah, dude, that's all I want from this, dude. Like, let's stir the pot, dude. Maybe it's been fucking, it hasn't been sitting stagnant, but I'm just saying like with some of us that have been in the game for a while, like let's fucking, let's get the beehive fucking. Yeah. You know, I've moving. been having, I've had, people like message me it's maybe an average of like once every two or three days now just saying like hey i'm a fan of the podcast and i checked out your drumming videos and and i'm a fan and i'm just like wow this is like the first time i've actually had like fans and i'm just like that feels so good to hear man thank you so much so yeah and with the conversations that it's starting and the connections that it's making it's just like dude to think that we we would have never been able to call any of that when we first started this, dude. You, me, and, and Casey, like, and and it was just you and Casey, you know. And and yeah, that night I I'm looking at the chair, I'm looking at the table right now where I was fucking sitting and talking to you guys right now, and I'm just like, yeah, that one conversation right there just like hit the light bulb for all of us, dude. Like maybe we should keep going. And yeah. and now here we are over a year later talking to some homies. Zach is, is a new homie 
and yeah. fucking uh dude it's just like super cool that this is it's it's just lighting the fire under people that have just been sitting for a little bit and fucking including me you know and and i'm happy about that i'm like again. the excitement the excitement of like oh dude i got shit to do again <laughs> you know Feel good right yeah. yeah and it's not just one thing it's maybe a couple of things you know and it's just like fuck yeah dude nice start now i gotta really fucking do it <laughs> and that's why i'm growling in the car dude so place. so zach you play in a couple other bands these days as well right yes sir which ones <laughs> uh, i'm also in a band called the pulsed from from vegas they're actually going to be on that nsc fest they're signed to nsc hell yeah i uh, did a couple of tours with them and from 2019 just up until before covid um shout out clayton called, oh yeah shout out to clayton shout out to all, all those guys fucking assholes i love those guys to death but yeah fuck those guys um yeah <laughs> and then i'm in a band and called the nominate with uh our old guitar player frank who's been a friend of mine since like just out of high school Portrait of a killer. Yeah, well, yeah, that's when when that started. But yeah, just those are yeah, those are my three bands. And nominate's more like a techie. I don't know. You you describe it, one. How does it sound? I, I don't. I hate I hate describing my own band. To me, and I'm in it. They're so fucking great, man. They to me they sound like a mixture between between uh, severe torture and decapitated. Nice. That's like I have you know like to me that's why it sounds like and like. Our friend Saul, aka Sapo, he's like this, uh, one of the guitar players in the band. He's an amazing guy too. You know, he's a fucking sick. He's our barber too. He cuts my hair every weekend. Shout Sapo. Shout out to Sapo. Nice. Yeah, so those are those are my bands. Uh, Juan's actually in another band too. Oh yeah. Well, I've never been much of a like like a band whoreish kind of guy. But like uh, recently, like uh, during COVID, you know, like I uh, I finished I finished writing uh, the Euphoric album, and after that, I was like, okay, now what? So like, um, I have a friend. His name is Joaquin. He used to play in a band back in the days called Opsta. They were like a melodic death metal band. So I, he plays drums. Amazing drummer. Amazing fucking drummer. And like. We always like every time we all see each other, like for years and years and years, we always like joked around about starting a black metal band. And like during COVID, like uh, I started writing songs, and then like uh, a memory came about on Facebook about me and Joaquin like talking about starting a black metal band. And I'm like, huh, I'm gonna hit him up. So I did, you know, I went on the keyboard. Hey, what's up, dude? I got this. <laughs> Are you down to jam? He's like, yeah, dude. So like the next weekend, I I went over to his house in Ontario. And like we wrote a song, <laughs> and then the following weekend I went over again and we wrote another song, and then another song, and then another song, and then like I got my my good buddy involved. Uh, his name is Andrew, Andrew Melendez. Shout out to Andrew, and uh, he joined us uh, as our vocalist, and uh, we started the band. And then uh, we needed a second guitar player, and uh, I recruited Euphoric singer Mikey on guitar. So that's pretty much what became. My success continues. My, yeah, yeah, the interest <laughs> continues. That's pretty much what became my, my side project. My finally, I get to play in a black metal band. I, I've always wanted to have a black metal band. And what is it called? Nox Profunda. Nox Profunda. 
Yeah. Boy's been teasing him because all of us in Euphoric, we're all band whores. We even have a now, currently, we have one of Inherit Diseases guitar players, Derek. Oh, yeah. Derek fucking Derek DeRuz from Inherit Disease. One of my favorite guitar players happens to be in our band. Dude, when he told me he was, he wanted to join us, I was like, wait, the guy on Visceral Transcendence? Yeah, he's the one that wrote Visceral Transcendence. (laughs) What's the Fucking brutal technical death album, death metal albums or whatever. Like, sick, dude. Nicest guy, too, man. Hell yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much how like the whole my new side project came about. And like uh we're all in bands and we always talk shit on one. We're like, dude, get start another band, bro. Like I, all, you know, I've never like, wanted no. to do that. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to. And we're like, nah, dude, like it's fun. No, because like, like the thing for me was like <laughs> my, my main focus has always been like um uh, before, you know, that's my baby, you know, like uh so like I was never really because dude, like I work, you know, like I'm a busy as you I work a lot, you know, like so fucking uh but during pandemic, I was working and like, oh, maybe if I stop partying so much, I can squeeze in an yeah. extra band, you know, like, yeah, yeah. so I did it, man. Like, like I said, like, I'm a huge black metal fan. I love black metal. Yes, yeah, it's silly. It's funny. I don't care what it is. Ah, I fucking love it. I don't care. Me and you have had black metal conversations. You know, I fucking, I respect oh, yeah, a yeah. lot of the early Norwegian scene, dude, and yeah. everything that it's turned into. I know you're a huge Over fan. I love and, Over. And I love every incarnation of Over, you know? so Even the new stuff, dude, it's so good. Yeah, totally, dude. It's like a dart of the pitch mode, you know, like very fucking groovy, very relaxed, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I actually, a lot of bands that progress and move and go into different things. Like recently, I just listened to... Uh, uh Genghis Tron which is a relapse band they were back in the day they were just like this weird cyber synth cyber grind band you mm. know with like you know somewhat of like the hardcore influence too and then all of a sudden they got just like this they're they come back their whole album's just like this crazy synth prog sounding yeah dude. no no extreme vocals whatsoever like almost like you know clean between the berry to me vocals mixed with like Maynard from tool a little bit, but it's just like, uh, I fucking love it, but it's like it, they totally abandoned their previous sound, which is just like a band like over who constantly abandons their, their early sound to try and be yeah, man. new, you know? Yeah. I'm but just, love a, that. I'm just a huge fucking over fan. Dude. Like I love everything they've done. I love their black metal stuff, their folk stuff that they're fucking everything they do is always great the like one the- album that truly like put its hooks in me was shadows of the sun mm. that the album, album yeah is an album to sit and lay in the dark and play from front to back and you'll be taken on an emotional whirlwind of yeah. a ride dude mine go ahead go, ahead. go for no i i, I didn't really have much more to say what's what's yours uh assassination of julius caesar yeah so that's one of the within the last 10 years but yeah that's a like a synth pop yeah 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 Yeah, and even their their last album uh flowers of evil it's fucking amazing dude fucking uh garm always puts it down with his fucking songwriting you know like and dude all their soundtracks that they've done like they're yeah uh, prolific like and throw uh fucking uh perdition city you know all that Perdition city was the one where i was like whoa they they totally they, took a turn right here, dude. Yeah, and it's so good. It's You're not so in Kansas good. anymore, you know, like <laughs> much. totally, dude. Hell yeah, yeah, dude. But uh, 
going back to like uh, the Knox, my site project, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, like I was never into like being in in more than one band. You know, it just happened, and uh, we're hopefully trying to record like an EP soon and maybe uh, play a show or two here and there. You know, it's just fun. You know, like and it was Zach's idea. He's like, "Boy, you should be in more than one band, dude. Like, it's fun." I'm telling him, I'm like, dude, because you would come to practice with all these like black metal riffs. And I'm not, I'm not too, I'm not too, no, but, you know, just in between our, you know, in between jamming, you know, we're all jamming on stupid shit. I'm usually trying to play corn riffs still. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like he would always come with this with, and I'm not really that, that big of a black metal, like aficionado or anything, but he's coming with all these like badass chords and like all this melodic stuff. I'm like, dude, do something with that stuff, man. Like, why not? Like I incorporate, I incorpor- incorporate a lot of that stuff into the new fork stuff. So- yeah, just yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's for you. Don't get me that wrong. Track that you sent me. There's, there's just a yeah. There's a little sprinkle in there. You just I sent him a, some a seasoning. Oh, nice. seasoning it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. a taste. It's just a little, a little. And it's wine. funny. It's funny. I didn't write that black metal ish riff. I did not write it. Our old guitar player oh, no wrote shit. it. Yeah, he came out with that riff, and then I added like a little sprinkle on top of it. Yeah, but that's not my riff. That's his riff, and like I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna put this right here, fix perfectly. You know, like go for everybody that's wondering what it is. Wait for it. It's coming pretty soon, yeah. actually. Yeah. Dude, but yeah, was, yeah. Wasn't not, there some fan questions? Wasn't there fan questions? There were a few. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. yeah. I'm gonna oh, ask. Like, oh no. <laughs> go ahead, you. Go ahead, Joseph. I got him. Oh, well, <laughs> just real quick. So you, you, uh, you have another Euphoric album written, and is it? It's completely written. Yeah. We just have to record it and release it. Dude, that makes me so happy to hear because I like just got into you guys and um it's funny. I just I'm like, oh, this is like inherit disease mixed with Discourse. Like this is so fucking dude, perfect. Fucking dude. thank you. Okay, so when it comes to that, dude, that when it comes to the when it comes to that, like I okay, it's, so like I always like I always want to incorporate yeah, I know it's dangerous to say that this band is like just these other two bands. It's not like no, like, but no, like reductionist. Dude, yeah, but to like, me, that's a compliment. Okay, oh, yeah, it's yeah. a huge compliment. It's a huge. It's a huge compliment. But to me, it's like I'm a huge fan of Mike Gilbert from Silver Savior. I'm a huge fan of Diego Sanchez, mm-hmm. and I'm a huge fan of David Derus, who's in our band. Imagine having one of your favorite guitar players in your band. And he's a super nice guy. Imagine all those things happening, like the planets aligning. So fucking Mike Gilbert from Server Savior, Diego Sanchez from This Gorge, and Derek DeRouche from fucking Inherit Disease. He's in in our band. Let's try to get Derek on here someday. That'd be rad. Yeah, dude. That'd be fucking sick. Hell yeah. Yeah. But like, what I... What I try to, what I always try to do, like when it comes to that, to like fucking influence myself when it comes to my songwriting and stuff, it's just rap every single aspect of each one of my fucking fairy jar plays and try to like blend it together, mm-hmm. you know? So like, I can say, I would say that like the brutality of before it comes from this watch straight up, you know, the, the, all the melodic stuff comes from server savior for sure. Mike Gilbert. I love that guy, dude, dude. I, I'm a dude. He's probably, I probably, yeah, I annoy the fuck out of him. I'm pretty sure I'm always asking a question. Dude, he taught me the Jedi grind, dude. <laughs> 
That's what's up. Mike Gilbert taught me how to do the fucking Jedi brand. Fucking Zach knows that's that shit, shit dude. See, yeah. it's, it's it's a mythical thing, dude. Other people know it's it. So in the race, Jedi right? grind, dude. Yeah, dude. Dude, like he just explained it to me once, and I practiced it, practiced, practiced, it, and like Zach knows. Like, dude, you know, like so in the race, bro. That's, yeah, dude. That's, I've that's said why it. Why the riffs and the drums go fucking so? They just, it's like it's like a Reese's peanut butter cup, dude. It's well, just- if you if you pay attention to if you listen to that episode and and you know the history of Mike and Troy, they go they're they've been doing it since they were fifteen, you know, yep. together in high school. And actually, if you guys heard their high school band, it's called Where. Um, you guys would freak out because no, none of our high school bands sounded like this, dude. Oh no, dude, dude! These guys were light years ahead of us, dude. And I they'll never, remember. they'll never tell you, they'll never tell you that that it was good because that's just how Mike and Troy are. They, they always will just never. They'll be like, thanks, but yeah, whatever. It's where. But dude, I fucking love that shit. And then you you end up, dude. Mike Gilbert and Troy, like that that duo right there, as come up with some of the best and and that's me speaking as a fan before i was in the band dude they that's just it, what you just said the peanut butter chocolate mixture whatever you were just trying right, to right do. right yeah like, it's yeah, the dude. same exact thing dude yeah dude, like i said like like to answer I'm a joseph's question like pretty much like i just grabbed mike gilbert i grabbed the i grabbed my diego sanchez and Derek the roots and threw them in a blender <laughs> and that be, that's pretty much the that you first yeah. and i'm not scared to fucking admit it you know like call me a rip off whatever you want to say but you know like i don't hear any too, too much rip offs i actually you know listening refreshing myself with the album today like there there's stuff in there that stands stands out as you know yeah. just kind of yeah. straight up euphoric sound you know well, in, until we get a new discord album it's like <laughs> might as well continue the tradition of writing diego style riffs right i mean yeah. You know, that's the only yeah, way you're going to get them. So and they're in there, but I'm saying there is yeah. some other, like the, the, there's some grooves in there that actually don't really yeah, link to another one of those bands to me when I'm hearing. I'm looking groove. forward to hearing if it gets a little more of that melodic proggy, newer severed savior style. In oh, there, dude, it, be... It's in there for sure. Like, oh, yeah. some weird stuff like I said, like when it comes to like the brutality of the new sound, I'm like, I don't, I don't really want to call it a new sound because it's still euphoric, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the right thing. It still sounds like us, but like we're really emphasizing on the brutality part, you know, like the melodic part and the techie part. And like once you like blend all those, like it becomes a whole different thing, you know. Like at least that's what I would like to think, you know, because like I listen to the stuff that we have written lately for the new album, and then I go back to ascending, and I'm like, this is this is like different. It's very hard to play, but it's so fun. Dude good dude that's how you should feel you should feel like as an artist you're you're in your own opinion uh, you know past what you did before you know yeah totally man so you want to see you want to hear these fan questions we got just a couple all right so one someone asks please ask juan why his eyes are so mesmerizing. <laughs> they, are, the they are, dude. They are, dude. I noticed it recently. I noticed it at that Vegas Metal Fest, like looking into his eyes. I'm like, yo, he's got yeah. a very unique colored eye, dude. Oh, man. It's starting my fucking life. No, that was, that's actually like an inside joke between some. I know who asked that question. That was probably smooth. 
Smooth. Our friend Smooth, he plays in a band called Stages of Composition. Shout oh, that's Smooth. I didn't recognize And Lithopedia. He's also the drummer for Lithopedia. Oh. I'm following but him back. There okay. is I know truth that to that because you got like a brownish green combination going on, dude. Yeah, it, it, it's, it looks like fucking, it looks like an IPA. <laughs> it's creamy, bro. A hazy IPA. Uh, yeah, I, what color are your eyes? Hazy IPA. Dude. Uh, I don't know, man. I was born with blue eyes. They, then they turn bright green, and then and then they just turn yellow for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Trip. Okay. Yeah. Uh, legit question from um, Cameron. Shout out Cameron Mills. He says, "Ascending to the Worms" is one of my favorite BDM releases of all time. Damn. <laughs> Actually, there's two questions and only one of them serious. But first question to Juan, what was meeting Max McMullen in real life like? <laughs> Max McMullen, dude. Shout out to Max. What Shout up, out dude? to Max, dude. He's like our good friend from Seattle. You know, yeah. he's been a fucking huge supporter, huge friend. You know, nicest dude. I met him for the first time in Vegas, actually. Yeah, I met him there, too. Yeah. Especially, yeah. dude. He's, a, he's the sweetest guy ever, man. Like He's a great dude. He... Uh, he yeah, he's a legend, man. Nice. Pretty much. That's all I got to say. So oh, yeah. this is a question to everyone on the pod. What's everyone's album of the year? Ooh. Ooh. Of the year? Of this yeah. year? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 2021. Mm. I'll go first and I'll say Joel, yeah. it's actually Joel's saying me and him tie with alluvial sarcoma dude that's the album that i end up keep going back to throughout this whole entire year it's just a fucking banger from front to back uh wes's riffing just catches me right in the taint dude and kev's <laughs> vocals are brutal fuck, you know and and yeah dude overall sarcoma's got my vote for this year nice desolate ophidian eye Boom. Yeah. That was a close second for me, dude. I, I was thinking actually between those two, like the, the albums that I've listened to the most that came out this year, and it's those two. To me, yeah. it's not necessarily an album, um, but Stabbing's demo from Texas. Mm, Stabbing. Yeah, I got that. Fucking dope, dude. killer shit, dude. Yep. Fucking amazing, brutal, old school Texas death metal right there, bro. I met both the girls. I don't know if I met the the their boyfriends. They're both couple. It's two couples, right? Yeah, it's two couples in the band. Yeah, it's, so I, uh, I don't know why I didn't meet the dudes. But it's Meryl on bass, which is Renee's wife. They got married in Vegas, actually. Shout out to Renee and Meryl. And it's oh, actually uh, Bridget and uh, uh, my uh, Marvin. Marvin Marv. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marv plays guitar and Bridget does vocals. Shout out to Stabby. That demo is a six slab of fucking TXDM, dude. Exactly. Yeah, I just got my EP the other day. It's it's so good. It's yeah, so good. Dude. It's so good. I cannot think of a of an album of the year for me because I've just been listening to so much crap. <laughs> dude, I listen to a like, bunch of fucking. It's, movies, it's, I, I mean, like it's mostly I mostly listen to like a lot of death metal, but I mean, I just can't narrow anything down off the top of my head. Mm. <laughs> There's so much good stuff right now. I'm gonna have to double Casey on Desolate and. That checks out with my Spotify rap that that was the top uh, besides Discord, but that's just because I'm listening to those songs to learn the set. But uh, yeah, Desolate's on the Spotify rap up there for me. Um, that album is just so sick, and I'm so glad we met those dudes and got to meet, especially John, because he's in California. Shout out, John. Super mm -hmm. cool guys. 
I was gonna um, I was gonna make a joke. I was gonna say that the best album of 2021 is Suffocations Pierced from Within from 1995. Right? <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> Did you check out the the new Cynic yet that came out last week? I actually I have checked not, out of like a snippet of it. Like I wasn't work, but yeah. like I but can't do I might so as well use the fucking bow quarter again, apparently. So that's I cool. wanna sit down and really give it its time, you know. Because yeah. Cynic's one of those bands for me that I always have mad respect for those guys, dude. And um, so I always make sure that I really give it its full focus if I'm going to listen to it. So I have not yet. Yeah, it's it's good. I uh, I was actually like kind of uh, impressed. Like, I, I guess I wasn't really expecting much from it, but it actually like blew me away. Um, I think it's nice. It's it's I think it's as good as well, that's that's strong. I think it's uh, up there in the, the the upper echelon of focus, chase and air. I think I think okay. it could it could right. maintain. It's fucking good, so I'm really stoked on that. Um, we should do we should do another recap on the last episode of the year where we fucking do our homework and come up with all the other 2021 albums mm-hmm. that are yeah cause, yeah because I I want to talk about a bunch more, but uh, I can't think Don't of them. That would be a fun year. episode. No There's doubt. one more question. Was just I think we can end on this. Uh, it's pretty easier. It's just uh, well, actually, favorite. Uh, actually, okay. So he asks, <laughs> favorite. Who, who is it? <laughs> Jojo Allen says. Oh, favorite. Joseph. Oh yeah, Joseph. Shout out to Blood. That's right. Uh, okay. Oh, what up? He asks, uh, favorite heavy metal band, thrash metal band, death metal band, <laughs> black metal band, and any other genres they want to. He just said it was easier. He said it was easier. <laughs> okay, so what is heavy metal? <laughs> heavy metal is man of war dude man of war oh like Actually, that's, does mortar head count yeah <laughs> i would say that yeah oh okay so mortar head for me when it comes to heavy metal so all right thrash metal simple true death metal yeah. means simple true okay yeah, death I'll... metal and black metal death metal very death metal man sever savior boom nice. Yeah. Uh, black metal? Yeah. Uh Vatane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're touring with Mayhem next year here. Right? I know. I'm, yeah. I'm going to the both San Francisco and, and, and LA dates. Nice. Oh shit. Go on a road trip with the homies over the weekend. First goes right down the street from you, dude. Maybe I'll be going with you. Let's fucking go, dude. Like it's a Monday. So like me, my buddy Andrew, and a few of our other homies are gonna go. We're gonna be in San Francisco for like the whole weekend, then go to the show on Monday, then come back to LA on Tuesday, and then go to the show here in LA at night. Maybe, maybe I'll just come and kick it on the weekend and not go to that Monday. Dude, that'd be sick. Be yeah. 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 Hell yeah. What about you, Zach? Heavy metal, thrash metal, death metal, black metal? Heavy metal. I don't know, man. Thrash metal is easy. That's either that's Slayer, probably. Like, when I was young, they kind of they're one of those bands where it was like, ooh, they're all bloody and guy has spikes on his arms and shit. And they're playing super fast, you know. God, heavy metal, probably Judas Priest. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember I remember hearing Breaking the Law when I was a little kid, and I was like, oh hey, you know, that that drum beat, it's kind of like the proto, proto like metal beat, you know what I mean? Like the proto like death metal beat. So what was the other one? Death metal? Uh, black, yeah, death and black metal. Black metal is kind of easy. I'm not really that into black metal. So like I maybe Cradle of Filth, I guess. 
Yeah, I don't know any. I know I know all the black metal purists will like you know burn me at the stake or whatever. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Label black metal, dude. They fall in the category. Uh, the first few albums of them are pretty awesome. I thought when I was a kid. Yeah, totally. Death metal. I'm gonna go. <laughs> Cannibal Corpse or Cryptopsy, just because they were the ones that like got me started on this whole thing. Hell yeah. You know, like I, I literally hold them both up equally as like, oh shit. You know, like. I still listen to and then you'll beg and it just blows me away. Nice. And I know, I know like a lot of people are like, oh Lord Worm, Lord Worm, and Lord Worm was great, dude. He was amazing. I've but... seen Chris Tosser with Lord Worm, by the way, when he came back, like yeah. back in the early mid two thousands. Yeah. I saw them at the Key Club in Hollywood. Hell yeah. Yeah. That was, a, that was a pound show and uh it was fucking amazing, dude. Dude, he's amazing. But like I, I think because I got into them in the DeSalvo area era, it's just that it just hits me so hard, dude. Like, yeah, no, I mean, two albums he did just bashed me over. The I'm going to tell you right now, Mike DeSalvo is a much better vocalist to me than Lord Worm. But yeah. what, what Lord, Lord Worm does is like something so original. And I love super original vocals. Mm-hmm. They don't have to necessarily be the best, but like something that I've never heard before, you know? Blasphemy like, Made Flesh has some of the like just nuts shit going on dude like you just still you listen to that and you're just like the fuck bro (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) what the fuck what are you doing (laughs) yeah and i love that shit i love like rainier landferman from fucking bethlehem and pavor like hearing his album with bethlehem it's vocals that you're never ever going to hear from any other human you know check it out dude it's uh i can't pronounce it but it's like dick ds to neck <laughs> but it's Bethlehem's Dude. album with Rainier Landferman. We we were listening uh last night. David and my friend were, were over, and uh that song that's on the Gummo soundtrack, uh yeah. that's not on Apple Music. We couldn't find the song. We had to find it no. on YouTube. What's that song? Dude, you ha- it's in another language, but you have the the way to get that song is you gotta buy the double album DVD version of the album that I was just telling him, which is oh, like yeah. just some fucking like reissued. It came in a DVD case and it's a double disc, and the disc is one album, and then the other album is like remixes and and other like extra shit that they did in that recording session, which was that song for Gummo as well. And and they also, yeah, it was like a Iron Maiden cover, wasn't it? Or they also did an was Iron that? Maiden cover. Yeah, that that was also that was like a different. Was it, they did where, one where song or, or the something song like that. The song that's on Gummo maybe isn't the Iron Maiden cover, but the same recording session they did an Iron Maiden cover. Yeah, they do. But if you look, if you it. find it, yeah, if you find that quick, it's it's the DVD case double <laughs> disc version of the reissue of oh, that just, album. Oh, just just Google uh, Bethlehem Gummo. Yeah, that shit's sick. The band sounds familiar. The name of their band. Yeah, they're. I mean, they call it. It's not really black metal per se. Do they have a girl singer? They call. They call. Tony Lar. So the singer on that one album specifically is his name is Rainier Landferman. He's the bass player of the band Pavor. I don't know if you guys heard of the band Pavor. No. But the, super underground, but very very precise technical death metal. It's like Joel's favorite album. band for sure. <laughs> it's it's Joel's favorite band. <laughs> Uh, 1994 was their first album and they came out with another album like 10 years later and it's called furioso and that that album like casey and i geeked the fuck out on that a lot of us geeked the fuck out on that i still love that album dude 
and I like that's one of those albums that I love to shelf to like let it recharge. So when I finally pull it back out, it's gonna have its full energy, you know. And uh, but he's the bass player on that album, who's like the lead guitar player of the band. You as a as a bass player, you should listen to this guy. I'm so down, I, dude. And I'm uh, so remember all these names: Pavor, Bethlehem. <laughs> well, Bethlehem is him doing vocals only, though, for okay. like a black metal band that calls themselves dark metal i don't know <laughs> and so but before he does but he plays uh, bass guitar in or plays sh- shredding bass guitar in oh nice before, dude. Okay. you're gonna listen to this album and you're gonna be like what the fuck have i been doing dude <laughs> i dude that happens to me all the damn time dude yeah I'm, dude just, it's one just of those... going and playing shows in la there's so many fucking awesome awesome people that i still like I'm like, dude, what am I? I'm going to go home right now and just break all my shit. Like, <laughs> and, the, and most of the reason why no, nobody knows about this band is they've been DIY from the beginning. They awesome. put out all their albums themselves. You know, they don't do interviews. They don't really do. They've done shows and stuff, but it's only in Germany. And, and that's awesome. You know, it's like it. We just so happen to be uh, blessed with a couple of guys working at Streetlight Records that knew the shit to to bring in and, and put in the the fucking CD sections for us to flip through and find, you know? Nice. But yeah, dude, Ryan Irland, and he's got a solo album too that came out in 2019. So yeah, a lot of fucking shout outs to Ryan Irland for men right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fuck yeah, guys. Um, Do you want to, do you guys have any merch? Uh, I, I looked it up. It seems like you can get euphoric defilement merch on, the unique leader any merch uh page is that yeah, we yeah do. right you can get you can get that merch and we're for shows we're gonna have uh we don't really have any shirts or anything left we're kind of lagging in the merch department but we just got some tapes made oh sick There's a tape release of the ascending to the worms album off of a uh, lifeless chasm records okay. and we're gonna wow, have those. there's the cassette tape resurgence now Dude, it's wow. it's it's awesome, dude. I'm I mean, defeated it. didn't didn't defeated just put out a box set of their tape whole box set. Yeah, yep. Crazy. I'm dude. sure it went like fucking like that, dude. I yeah. know it's probably like a yeah, hundred sure. copies, or whatever. and that's a, and then there's some assholes that are probably fucking turning that around on eBay right now. Dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I can. Sh- I, I've probably been following a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah guys well uh i wanted to recommend yeah. something real fast so Go for it. Go for it. uh so our friend david uh he like showed me this thing with with the the apple arcade thing and it's like the song pop party game or whatever and so basically like songs pop up and you have to like guess like what band or what artist it is like who guesses first gets the most points you know yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can do it like with parties and you have people over and you can like they can put it on their phones and you can send the like there's like a little code they can add on to it and uh it's like a zoom meeting game kind of thing but you're like there you know but uh yeah so it's crazy like so we you know you unlock these levels and we unlock the metal like level and shit nice and we're all playing in all this and we keep seeing suffocation like coming up as one of the fucking choices and we're like what it's like it's so random. And then, so like, it was a choice, but you hadn't heard a Suffo song yet? Well, not until like, like uh, last night. We played it, and dude, it was like Effigy the Forgotten songs coming on and shit. And like, <laughs> nice. like what is going dude. on, dude? Like, and I was like, is it syncing to my Apple Music or something? But like, I don't know, because there's, there's all this like new metal stuff that I don't listen to. Eat. There's like a mix of shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And like all the all this shit I don't listen to, so I don't know like how. And it's like only Suffocation. Like, it's like 
like there's like i don't think there's like any other death metal like specifically like that it's just suffocation they were like oh dude they did a commercial yeah. for history channel dude we can go right? yeah it's something else <laughs> it, it's it's fucking rad though it's, and then there's death and shit oh, like yeah. that and then like just other like a few other bands but like those are the two that i'm just like wow this is cool <laughs> so totally so it's random. what is it called pop what song pop party oh, i think you have to party. have like apple arcade someone's got to have like a subscription to that it's like five bucks a month or whatever but you get like you get a bunch of games and shit but like if you do that then like you, a bunch of people can play on it like and they don't have to have that you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i don't know it's, it's pretty nice, fun dude. dude i've been having some parties with karaoke i, want, I wish shit, i could be at been, your pop party dude it's been a it's been a rage i'll just say i dude i would i would rage out yeah. on that dude i'd love that well it reminds me of just like the show i call it the shuffle game where you got your ipod and you just put it on shuffle and everybody's got yeah. who ke- who guesses the band first dude you know guess it on an intro you're fucking stoked dude yeah <laughs> hey anthony like, yes sir Go ahead. so what's up with saber saber man when are you guys gonna come out with some new stuff? Hey, we need to talk to Mike Gilbert, dude. I know that. Uh, I know that. I've been annoying the fuck out of Mike Gilbert for the past dude, few years, man. Hey, he, he. The reason why I, I just keep reminding him is because I know that he still wants to do it, and he just works slow, dude. And and that's fine. Take that's your fine time, because man. it's Take your guys' time. We're it's it's, it's <laughs> it, to get more Gilbert riffs. I don't care how long it takes, dude. You know. As long as he just we give we get more Mike Gilbert riffs, dude. That's that's how I feel. So I, I, yeah, oh, I just basically I just basically you know every now and then I'm like hey, you know that that'd be sick to do some more Severed Savior shit. Yeah, because there's riffs and then there's Mike Gilbert's riffs. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it is some. It is some. Yeah. And, and I feel weird saying it because I I'm the vocalist of the band, but at the same time I'm like yo. Before that I was just a fan, and watching Mike Gilbert play was something that was always special. You know, he he just had this like the way of playing his style of playing was so fluid and so natural and, and just, it seems like it was so easy to him. He'll never say it is, but it looks like it's just so easy for him. All, all the old guys, all you guys make it look so easy. Seeing you guys in Pomona, dude, just like being right there watching it. It was like, it was, it was a magic trick. Totally. You know dude. I mean? being, like, just, being on stage with that is something that as a vocalist, I'm like, okay, I know that, Mike's always going to be in the pocket. I know Troy's going to be in the pocket. Like, so it's all about me now. I don't have, I don't have to worry about like, I know that fecal philia is going to be played fucking perfect front to back. So it's just all about uh, how many stupid words I can hide with a growl. dude. <laughs> hey, Anthony, it's funny. Cause like now that you mentioned like the shows and everything, uh, you might not remember, but Zach heard you in the pit once. He has a story about that. I just I didn't hurt you. I think we were okay. So I'm moshing to I forget who it was, dude. Who, yeah, because you were in the crowd, so it wasn't severed. We were flip No, but see, the thing is, is that I did go into the crowd during severed savior sets. Did you? So I probably. Yeah. So all I remember is me moshing uh, ignorantly. And like crashing into you and stepping on your foot. Oh, that's all good, dude. And I was wearing sandals. You're wearing sandals, and I went, "Bro, I'm so sorry." And you're like, "Dude, it's my fault. So, it's my <laughs> fault." No, dude, so I have, I have a wireless toe, mic. Dude. I have a wireless mic, and about not even halfway through the tour, I just decided to, you know, at certain times, I'd just go into the crowd. 
I have a mic wireless mic. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, not confined to the stage. And I'd end up starting to pit with people while I'm wearing sandals, still doing the songs, dude. And it just became like a thing <laughs> that I would do. If I fucked up, I fucked up. People, if I got rocked in the, it's my fault. I'm out here in the pit, you know? And if my foot got stepped on, I'm wearing fucking sandals at a metal show, dude. What the fuck? It's all feel, my fault. I feel sorry for your toes. <laughs> No, nah, dude, they, they're strong. They've strung. They're strong. From all the, they're, they're calloused. <laughs> they're calloused from all the metal pits they've been Just in. The dude. tops of his toes are all calloused. <laughs> they're more calloused than the bottom for some reason. You play soccer barefoot too. <laughs> the top, yeah, the tops of my feet feel like the bottoms of your feet, dude. <laughs> God, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> But the bottoms of your feet are all like soft because you were sandals. <laughs> totally, dude. You're like backwards. <laughs> I put moisturizer on my sandals before I put them what on. What about the dude? part where the flip flop comes through the in between? Is there like, is there no callus there? It's like the strap? <laughs> or is that totally tender raw. underneath? It's totally raw, dude. That's raw? Right there. It's actually, yeah, it goes straight to bone right there. Because it fuses. Oh, it, when, I lock, when I lock in, it fuses with my body when I put on my sandals. <laughs> so it has to have sandal. So Anthony was at uh, Disneyland and he uh, s- sent us pictures oh, of dude. him with Jared Deaver. Oh, Wait, yeah. do you have the picture? And you had these things on your feet that I didn't recognize. What were those? Can you pull it up right now? Oh, Hold shoes. Oh, yeah. Shoe. oh, shoes. Yeah. Laces yeah, dude. I was like, what the oh, hell are those I, on I your didn't feet? even mention that. Now we're at the fucking end of this. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, it was I mean, totally a synchronicity thing. So we had, inter- we had Jesse and Jared from Incinerate on last week. Then for the week of Thanksgiving, I took my family down to Disneyland and two or three days into the trip, I get a random message from Jared like, hey, dude, random, but uh, are you in Disneyland? And I was like, yeah, I'm actually in Disneyland. He's like, yeah, dude, I thought I saw you in Tomorrowland. I was like, dude, you're fucking here too. (laughs) And so we ended up like the next day. Hook Earth, yeah, it must have. We hooked up on Thanksgiving. Yeah, dude, check it out. Nice. Yes, dude. Fucking brothers from another mother. I know dude. we are like right? twins, dude. <laughs> Every single person I send this to is like, "Are you guys fucking?" If you had this did? leg tattooed too, it would be like indistinguishable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> both is yes, that like dude. they're both like Disney like themed shirts? Yep. Yeah. Oh my god. Hold on, I'm that's worried. not even the best I'm one. Worried. This is yes. the best one. Oh, dude, oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's you guys are up, man. Thanks, guys. Christ. So my that's my daughter's Mickey ear, mini ears, and my my niece's mini ears, and we just threw them on. That's, and that's awesome. us, yeah. Just being regular people. <laughs> yeah, dude. Isn't that fucking strange? It's like I haven't seen Jerry for years. I hadn't really talked to him for years. You know, every now and then we'd pop in or whatever on on the socials, and then I have him. We have him on the show. We talk about, hey, we need to hang out sometime. And then fucking the next week, we just randomly happened to be in the same spot and fucking got to fucking be, say what's up in person and fucking hang out for a little bit. It was super cool, dude. So fuck yeah, Jared. That was awesome, dude. It is one thing I've learned being, speaking back to Cali Death. Cali Death is so weird like that, dude. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Juan, do you remember we opened for uh, Cerebral Effusion on those couple I got to do Vegas Headfest and Ventura, right? Right, right. With yeah. inherited disease. Yeah. And embodied torment. Body torment yeah. and uh Disentomb. Yeah. Disentomb, I saw that, yeah. I saw that in Sacramento, yeah. Oh, it might. Fuck yeah. 
Oh, mates. Um, so we got to open for those guys, and then I got to tour with them in the Pulse. Yeah. And like, just it's, and we also in the Pulse, I got to tour with Embryonic Devourment, like, who I've been opening for. Every time they come down to California, we op- I've opened for them. Like, I've opened for Embryonic Devourment for so many years. Like, Cali Death is so weird, like that. Yeah, like dude. you you run into people at the weirdest spots or you end up on tour with the weird like oh like what the fuck we're on tour together like okay <laughs> we're homies you know which is a best part real homie or you end up in a like, band with someone you didn't expect to like even if you don't know them personally like you know them online for years and then you see them in person it's like oh shit but then it's like you okay so it, it feels like you guys like seen each other yesterday or something you know like that's yeah, one crazy. thing that that's one thing that we've ta- also brought up on this show too is like there's there's certain hoops and hurdles that you got to jump in to be social with people and to connect with people but like with with our community death metal Cali death specifically like you're talking about you know being in the Cali death community it's like there's already those hurdles are cut off the front we don't need to jump over those hurdles we're already past we're already like three or four hurdles ahead of that right off the bat because we have this commonality you know this brotherhood that it's kind of like camaraderie it's kind of built into us to where it just makes us weed out all the bullshit before it's just like we're we're all stripped down right at the beginning kind of i mean we all start at the same to, to a degree to a degree yeah to a degree but most of the time, everybody's being real. That's what it is. Most people and most of the time are just being fucking real. And that's yeah. what that that's why it's so easy to do this show. It's so easy to go to these shows and have conversations with people because we we don't we're we're there to fucking get down to business with and the business is having fun, <laughs> you know. Totally. Yep. That's but it's just weird because like I, I know so many people that that happens to where just you're in a band with this guy. And then, I mean, look at Odious Mortem or Decrepit Savior, as we the, the joke was or whatever. Like, <laughs> dude, there's so many combinations of all these different people and bands. And then this guy goes over here with it. And it's like, it's awesome. It's yeah. Like, and it was that was all just, you know, us being in Santa Cruz together and everybody you know, progressing together alongside each other, having that camaraderie, that, you know, healthy, um, you know, healthy, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I just smoked too much weed right in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> healthy fucking competition. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. With no help from you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what you're trying to say, dude. <laughs> you just gotta, yeah, just let Anthony ramble, dude. We should wrap it. Let's let's wrap, dude. All right, let's wrap it. Have a little pre-pod or post-pod. post-pod. Um, yeah. Well, dude, All right. Juan and Zach, dude. Thanks, dude. For thank you for having us, man. It's, having it's, us, it's man. a fucking yeah. honor, man. No doubt, dude. I mean, yeah. you guys. It always made sense to me. We just, you know, figured out a time to finally make it happen, and. And Juan, thank you for fucking being ready to go. Fucking just hey man, you hit me up. I'm like, are you fucking serious, bro? <laughs> We're not worthy. <laughs> I mean, right? we've just been but talking recently. Back, I just saw you recently. It's like it makes total sense, dude. It makes total sense. Oh yeah, like, man. It's like once once we locked in, it's like we met each other. We saw each other yesterday, you know, like so it's always like that when totally, it, dude. And yeah. and 
that's where all that that shit that this idea happened and i'm glad this this came to fruition and we got yeah. a episode yeah. out of it thank dude. you guys we appreciate it man rock totally. on dude hell yeah so, thanks for coming yeah. on yeah and uh thanks to you everybody who's listening fucking hope you guys have a great week weekend uh calidef.com calidef podcast on all Can the I make an announcement socials go for it dude okay so you've already found me we're playing a show this coming saturday in east la at the boulevard it's gonna be a fundraiser called toys for tots uh, a bunch of local bands are playing you know we're playing as well and like all you gotta do is bring a toy or pay for your entrance all those toys that are like uh collected or all the money goes to like a good cost for for kids that that's awesome dude need, i know? wish you mentioned that in the beginning i would we would have dropped it at the top oh yeah like yeah yeah but yeah no, it's cool you know so Sick, like uh, come down like have some beers with us you know like it's it's gonna be fun for sure Hell it's yeah. Blue bar and help, help some, you know, in need to our, uh, have a little bit of a Christmas, dude. Go on our Instagram or on our Facebook and uh, the flyer is there, you know, so. Boom. Hell yeah. Cool. Cool, guys. Well, uh, yeah, like I said, have a great weekend. Uh, tell your homies if you haven't already about this show. Hit all the buttons and the thumbs up and all the bells and shit for us. Totally. It helps us out. And uh we will see you again next week. Rock on.